Hey guys, this is Don Oliveira, your host slash co-host from Podcast Derailed. I just wanted to give you guys a little warning. Uh, the audio quality of this episode isn't too great. We had a pretty large problem while editing the podcast, and uh, we were only able to use our backup, which has a bitrate of 20. So you can imagine that uh, the audio quality isn't too high in this episode. So don't say I didn't warn you, and enjoy episode <laughs> Versus only podcast. Uh, I have Mike returning with this week with me today. Say hello, Mike. Hi, guys. That's all you're gonna say? Yeah, of course. Nothing oh. else to say. When you hear my voice, you know, you know, you pretty much know what you're getting. We're gonna call you Muscle Mike. Is that cool? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can live with that. <laughs> Muscle Mike. If, if you guys haven't seen Mike in real life, he's uh, he's ripped like the Hulk. It's kind of scary. Um, we've got Justin Titus from last episode. What's up, Justin? Not much. How's it going? Now, is it Titus or Titus? It is Titus. Oh, it's Titus. Okay. I, I, I think I made that abundantly clear. <laughs> Justin Titus. And um, new to the podcast, I'm going to butcher his name, but uh, we've been waiting to have him on for a while. Um, Robert Zwartzloot. Hey, that's not how my surname is pronounced. But hi, Don. How's it going? <laughs> how's it going, Rob? How, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, you don't. Okay, uh, so Robert, you don't. That's his. Uh, that's his podcast. Robert, you don't. That's the yeah. Hi, I'm Robert. You don't. You may remember me from all the previews, which say "Stay tuned" at the bottom of them. Cool. And uh, where are you coming from, Robert? Uh, you've worked at PSU for a few years, right? You just never got a chance to introduce yourself since this is your first uh, podcast. I'm not really. I mean, I'm. I'm a freelance writer, I guess, for PSU. Uh, I live in the UK. Uh, Mike is the senior guy ever, so he, I, I cower before him in the UK. Um, I believe it. Yep, uh, I'm actually like 100 miles away from you, I think, anyway, so whatever. But uh, I used to write for PSU a few years ago, and uh, I'm back now doing like a shit ton of previews. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So um, I just want to let everybody know on the podcast that uh, I am the normal one here. I am the person representing North America here, so I'm not weird. Everybody else is weird. We've got yeah, you need to have a good a ratio of like Americans to British people, <laughs> and uh, this is not a good ratio, unfortunately. We've got so. two Brits here, and um, Justin's from Finland. Uh, Finland, also Finland. Uh, home of the developer Housemark. Wow, what do you know, Don? And you've just done a preview slash review of that uh, Dead Nation DLC. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, I did. I, I just actually finished writing it today. It's going to go up uh, right before this podcast. Um, and also, for, for those interested, uh, that intro music that played was from the band The Illness out of San Francisco. Uh, that was Lengua de la Muerte, um, which means, you know, language of the dead. Um, so if you like those guys, check them out at myspace.com slash the illness. Um, cool beans. So guys, we're going to get into, we're going to get into as we'd love getting into right away, uh, what's PlayStation this week. Mike, isn't that your favorite feature of all time? Oh yes, I look forward to it every week. What is PlayStation this week, Dom? Please tell us. <laughs> Justin, do you know what's PlayStation this week? <laughs> no, you don't, because you don't got the list open. I do. Jesus, Justin, be organized. Um, <laughs> Justin, I'll forgive you if you can tell me two of uh, the PlayStation 3 games that came out on disc this week. This week? Uh, Shadow of the Colossus and... Let me think. Oh, I almost uh, got you. You got five seconds left. 
Uh, I can't think of another one. I just think you only... suck so bad. He names half a game. It's <laughs> Ink or Shadow of the Colossus HD collection, but, you know. That doesn't count. As Technically, that's two. That so I got it. All right, fine, you got it. Um, that's right, uh, Ico and Shadow of the Colossus HD came out. Um, that's, a, that's a good one. Do you know what uh, Adam gave that one, Mike? Uh, 9 out of 10, wasn't it? I think it was a 9.5. Oh, right. I, I remember telling him that if he doesn't give it a 10, I quit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that, 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 I think, made him want to give it a 9.5 even more. So that didn't work. Um, Rob, do you know any other game that's coming out this week? Very good question, Don. Uh, I can't remember shit. Um, Resident Evil Code Veronica X, I believe, came out this week. Uh, you're jumping the ship, man. I, uh, I said this big three seasons. God damn it. <laughs> um, this is in Japan, which they do have Resident Evil 4, or they had Resident Evil 4 and Code Veronica come bundled together on a Blu-ray disc. Uh, we've also got Child of Eden. Uh, has anybody played Child of Eden? No. I believe Adam's reviewing it. Yeah, Adam. Adam's reviewing it. Um... Actually, but, I remember I was with my girlfriend in London, and uh, we were just walking. I don't know where the hell we were even walking. Uh, this was a few months ago. And they had you don't this. even know who the fuck you were walking with. It was no, I was just, apparently my girlfriend. Which one at the time? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> we were walking through London, and I, I walked past the house, and something catches my eye. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And I remembered, because I talked about it on uh, something else, uh, this new story of that they had their own house dedicated to playing Charles of Eden. And we were walking past this house, and I was like, should I step in? Should I step in? <laughs> Hang on. I mean, this was the Connect version, so not the same as the uh, Move version. But uh, you know, I, I hear the game has got its uh, quite divisive. Um, so I'm told. It's uh, some people think it's fantastic, some people not so much. Uh, but then I think people that think Res was overrated might not be so hot on Child of Eden anyway. So yeah, and let me just fill in our listeners. Uh, Adam Dolge, Adam Diggity Dolge, who uh, made an appearance for the first three podcasts, isn't with us. Uh, this week, again, because he's reviewing Child of Eden, and he's gotten massively addicted to heroin, which, uh, it's been terrible. It's, just, it's really affected his work ethic and uh, work ethic. I don't know. Uh, isn't, isn't the next podcast going to be his intervention? <laughs> intervention podcast, episode yeah, seven. Yeah, exactly. It's all, it's just us yelling at him. You're not safe. We don't love you. Stop it. Stop it. Um, I also just reading the letters, the poorly written letters that he wrote. Poorly written letters. We don't know how to write. Um, I also just wanted to, um, to um, give you guys a little bit of shit for not reminding me to introduce myself um, in the beginning. Who are you? So, so, uh, guys, uh, Who my are name, you? My name is Don Oliveira. Thanks a lot. Jesus, co-host of Podcast Derailed, along with Mike Hardens and Justin Titus and Robert <laughs> No Name or No... <laughs> What is it? <laughs> Robert, you don't. Robert, you don't. That's it. That's it, Robert, you don't. Uh, so that's Child of Eden. Cool. Uh, what else do we have this week? X-Men Destiny came out. Uh, I heard this game is pretty awful. But uh, and yeah. I, I want people to kind of review it and um, make a really bad two-human reference. Like, uh, uh, because they're mutants, they weren't human enough. Alright, uh, Justin will never be on Podcast Zero ever again. Sorry, guys. Uh, FIFA Soccer 12 also comes out this week. Uh, my friend said he was at HMV, uh, and he's all, oh, uh, should I? Essentially, the Metatron, that's 25 pounds. Uh, Megatron! Yes, Megatron! Uh, he, he thought, well, that's pretty cheap, I'll probably get that. And then he's just standing in queue with about 50 people who are getting FIFA 12, so, uh, yeah. We call it FIFA 12 here, not FIFA Soccer 12, because soccer's a dirty word in the English language, so there you go. Right, uh, football. Um, it's football. Um, now. <laughs> let me ask you, dirty Europeans. Um, I'm sorry, I love all Europeans, but, um... You're French fucking Canadian, aren't you? Oh, God! Uh, well, so, what's the, uh, what's the deal between, uh, Pro Evo's Evolution, sorry, yeah, Pro Evolution Soccer 
2012 and FIFA Soccer 2012. Which one's better? What's the definitive soccer game? Why are they both coming out on the same day? Uh, I don't know. Do you, might, do you actually play these games at all? I don't, mate. I okay. have no interest in football. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess I could fill in then. Roughly, basically, uh, Pro Evo was the better series for a while. Yeah. And then I think when FIFA 2009, 2009 came out, they actually, the guys who were making it, they changed the um, kind of lead directors or creative directors on it. And they were like, yeah, we just want to make a game that's better than Pro Evo because we hated FIFA before we started working on it. Um, and I think for the past few years, FIFA has generally been considered to be a bit of a better game. Uh, not to say that Pro has been bad, I just, I just think that FIFA's supposedly better. I also think they've got better licensing in FIFA, so you get all the teams, whereas Pro Evo, you get some of them. I could be wrong about that. I mean, do we have an email address people can email in and correct me for that? Yeah, we do. Podcast at PSU.com. Um, if you want to correct Rob or give him a last name, we'd be uh, more than uh, more than happy to. Yeah, a segment. What's Rob's last name? <laughs> uh, we can have a new one every week. So uh, that's uh, yeah. I mean, I heard the same thing about Porto, uh the FIFA thing, but I, I heard FIFA's been pretty good these uh, past couple of years. So I check it out. Pretty much, yeah. That's how it is. Mm, we've also got uh, Telier Tatori, the Adventure of Arland. I don't think anybody has anything to say on that. We've got Cabela's Big Game Hunter 2012. Oh fucking yeah! <laughs> and I want to go hunt me some big fucking game with a PlayStation Move controller. And we've also got uh, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Classic Trilogy. Which genuinely I probably should get as I haven't properly played the first three Splinter Cells. So, uh, uh, any idea why it's called Classic Trilogy? Because there have been two trilogies of Splinter Cell. One, two, and three, and then, you know, um, I guess, it was Double Agent, something else, and Conviction. Unless Conviction was yeah. the fifth one. Mm. And then, uh, oh god. Um, okay, so then we've got uh, PlayStation Network games. Uh, so, like, Justin spoiled, because he's just spoiled. terrible like that. Uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica is coming out this week, or came out this week, rather. Yep. And Mike uh, wrote the review for that one, didn't he? I did, yes. I gave it a 7.5. 7.5, and our user's given an 8.5, so our user's like it somewhat more than you, which is unheard of. No wow, way. I can't believe that. Somebody like crashing Resi more than me. Our users gave a game a higher review score than we did. Oh, holy crap. Uh, 7.5... Uh, still a good review. Um, now, three of this year have played Code Veronica. Uh, Mike has, I have, and Justin just started. Uh, as uh, Podcast Derailed fans would know, uh, Mike and I are big survival horror fans. Uh, we <laughs> both confession, Don. Go for it, man. I don't like survival horror games. Yeah, well, we don't really like you. That's the thing. That's, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> that's, uh, I, I tried to play the Resident Evil remake on the GameCube. In fact, I had a game FAQ page open just so I could play through it and get the story. And about ten minutes after I started that, I was like, why the fuck am I playing this game <laughs> with a fucking guide open? I ended up reading the story on Wikipedia anyway. So, oh, man. Uh, speaking oh, of stories. That's harsh. That's like a heart, the knife through my heart. I'm really sorry, Mike. But I really <laughs> like Resident Evil 4. I thought it was a fantastic game. That's not a survival horror game. God damn it, Rob. God damn it. You said the wrong things there, man. I, I know. I'm really sorry. I'm, I, I generally uh, know that they're great games, and I could see what was great about them when I was playing it. However, I mean, um, I think I played Resident Evil 1, you know, what, ten years after it came out, I guess, and uh, I, my gaming brain had moved on. I couldn't get tank controls. I couldn't get the um, concept of survival horror down. I just, I just couldn't get to work for myself. Well, I haven't heard enough of this heathen. Time. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I really wanted to like it. So we'll yeah. get back to the Code Veronica uh, later in the show. We've also got, we've also got PlayStation Network exclusive Ro- Rochard. Rochard. Uh, anybody played that? That's a new one. 
Uh, I, I haven't played here, it, no. Okay. Castlevania Harmony of Despair or Castlevania HD? HD. Aha, uh-huh, get it all. Uh, you got it. You got it. Uh, Tiger Woods PGA Tour 12. Um, and Mercury yeah. HG, which is... HG the, being the chemical symbol for Mercury, but also it sounds like HD. Ah, oh, get it <laughs> You're very right, Rob. And also the sequel to Mercury HD, right? Mercury HD came out a couple years ago. Mercury was a game for the PSP. Oh, Mercury. Oh. Say, um, Are you sure it was a Mercury HD? I could... Um, Again, PS3 one. Corrections to Wikipedia podcast at PSU.com or something like that. So. All right, well, that's pretty much all the games that came out uh, this week. Um... Some of us have uh, played them. Adam is still uh, busy in review land. Uh, do you have any idea what he's reviewing now, if we could say, Mike? Only uh, Child of Eden, I think. Um, I yeah. believe he's also doing Rage, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is huge. Uh, uh, he is, uh, without giving away too much, he, uh, let's just say that when, next time he's on Podcast Zero, he'll, he'll probably say some pretty good things about Rage, I think. And so. you can read our Rage re- preview on the PSU right now. Uh, very good plug. Uh, who wrote it, Rob? Oh, well, that would be someone called Rob Sweatsuit. <laughs> oh, Sweatsuit. I thought he had, like, some really fucked up last name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, guys, uh, let, let's, no problem, man. Uh, let's, let's get into news. Are you guys down with that? I'm always down. I'm down with that, mate. So, uh, news of this week. Uh, this is, like, pretty much the weekend review. It is Friday. Uh, news of this week. Journey was dated for 2012. Um, Unfortunately, it was delayed. I actually played that last week at Eurogamer, and that game is pretty gorgeous. Yeah, Spring 2000. I loved the beta. I played the beta. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, did you? What did you think? It was... Well, it was kind of like, you know, the, the same experience with Flower, but different. Amazing. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain it. it, it it's one of those games where you have to kind of play it to understand it. So, uh, yeah, Journey is uh, Journey is Spring 2012. I'm really looking forward to playing Journey. I really like uh, the games from that game company. Uh that game company, for those that don't know, also made Flow uh, and Flower, uh, two great, uh, I think, showpiece PlayStation Network titles. Maybe not Flow so much, but it was definitely a proof of concept, whereas Flower is it's more than a game, really. It's more like a, a tool to get you zen, I guess. Yeah, Flower was very polarizing. Uh, people were like, oh, it's not a proper game, it's blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah well, those aren't proper people, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, this is uh, this is a big one on the site. A lot of people, a lot of chatter going on about this. Sony released a uh, a new video on their long live play uh, ad campaign. Have you guys seen this? Where they they pretty much they're teasing something. They're teasing an announcement for October fifth with a video filled with uh, a bunch of different uh, Easter eggs from different Sony games, different different PlayStation games, really. Uh, even still, all the way to PS One, there's a Parappa the Rapper reference in it. Um, have you guys seen this? You know what video I'm talking about? I actually yeah, haven't, but I've, I've heard so much about it that I should probably go watch it at some point, so... I wouldn't you watched it twice. Wow. Hmm. For some reason. So I... I guess I, it to do with PlayStation Home, but I'm not too sure. No, that's what the... That's what the... Uh, that's what everybody thought at the beginning of the week. However, Mike, Sony on Thursday released Home Update 1.55, uh, which we were going to get into in the news, but... Uh, basically, All right. <laughs> uh, getting into it now, what Home Update 1.55 added was, like, a new startup... Um, a new startup path. Basically, uh, it was a, it was a giant update to home that that Sony had been talking about for a while. But that is not doesn't seem to be what this update was teasing. Uh, the reason people thought it was something to do with home is because uh, so I wrote this this video analysis. Um, there's a few Easter eggs slash cameos uh, that make an appearance in this video. So <clears throat> there's glowing eyes that can be seen in the forest in the beginning. Uh, you can hear the resistance siren at about 19 seconds. You can see Sweet Tooth's ice cream truck, uh, and you can see like a, you can hear a little jingle at about 23 seconds. Um, 
as soon as so what the video is is two soldiers landing via parachute into a tree they they stumble upon a, like some type of castle slash warehouse slash inn slash building whorehouse yeah it could be you never know uh <laughs> why your hall is justin that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> that makes sense, right? Uh, maybe Sony's gonna release the first party uh, rape simulator. You never know. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. So when soldiers walk into that house, you can see uh, "Vivat Ludis Long," which in Latin translates to "Long Live Play." You can see a Metal Gear Mark II, which got me very excited. Um, you can see the PlayStation logo above that clerk woman, who's clearly not having a good day. Um, Parappa the Rapper can be seen on a decoration on the right. There's a little big planet bubble used as currency where the uh, the two soldiers basically uh, paid to get in. Uh, you can see multiple weapons from different franchises on the weapon rack. Like you can see uh, Ratchet's Omni Wrench, um, a Killzone weapon, Final Fantasy 13 Lightning Sword. Now about Lightning Sword, not everybody's sure that it's Lightning Sword. It just looks like Lightning Sword. But anyways, um, then uh, it closes. Basically, two two soldiers walk, open the door, walk into a room, and you can hear a lot of chatter, a lot of conversation going on. Uh, it closes to a, a teaser of um, saying on October 5th there. Will, you, you can assume that on October 5th they, they will announce something. They just dropped the date and you can see you can see a face basically superimposed over the background and uh i think it's kratos it looks exactly like kratos kind of except you can't really see anything so it could be anybody but um <laughs> what do you guys think i mean a lot of people have been saying this was for home they got proven you know like a lot of people think that was proven wrong when sony released their update for home on thursday and uh i don't know if that's necessarily proven wrong though because they they do have i mean i don't think it's home but that big update that they were doing it's not the same thing because there's another update that they're doing where they're changing entirely. Oh, changing. wasn't that wasn't that this? <clears throat> no. Oh, my bad. I got that wrong. That's what I was talking about when I said the home update. You know, the great big overhaul thing they're doing. Yeah, that, that's coming this fall. Uh, oh, I'm not sure. Okay. I wonder. I mean, do you think they could be announcing a uh, a second redesign of the PlayStation Three? People are saying that it's also going to be. Yeah. It might be a redesign of the store. Uh, some people yeah, are thinking yeah. that for some reason it's cross game chat, even though Sony has come out and said that cross game chat won't be available uh, multiple times. The thing is, it kind of makes sense, right? The cross game chat uh, theory, because you know it's people from. I don't think it's cross game chat. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I'll, I'm not letting my hopes <laughs> get up. Uh, but uh, what if um, <clears throat> they're gonna just release all the PS3 games on the uh, PlayStation Store, or even maybe give you some kind of weird rental or uh, monthly? Well then, I quit. Then I okay. quit because <laughs> I want something good to come out of this, man. Uh, I want I I want Sony Smash Bros. All right. You, you <laughs> that's that's kind of what I was hoping for. I mean, it, it that would be awesome. That would be I mean, so awesome. Okay, okay. If, if it's Sony Smash Bros., who would you like to make it? They can't call it Sony Smash Brothers, then. Okay. <laughs> well, well, Sony Smash Brothers, then. No, no, Sony Smash Brothers. You heard it here first, podcast. You um, well. First character I want Sony to add. He has a lot to do with PlayStation. Um, Robert, uh, no name. Robert, uh, what's what's his name? What's his uh, his alias? Who? who what? Me? Robert, no name. Robert, no name. Or what's it, what? What, what do we say? What did we give you as the last name at the beginning of the podcast? Oh, um, you just said I uh, can't pronounce something like that, or you don't. No, Robert, you don't. That's the one. Yeah, there we go. Robert, you don't. Oh, I forgot my my name. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I want him as a, as a playable character in Sony Smash Bros. Um, but I don't know. I guess you know Kratos, uh, Ratchet, Clank, uh, Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake. Uh, I want to see Sackboy. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was. Jack, Daxter, Sly, Cole. Um, 
And by Cole, you mean the infamous Cole? Yeah, you, who, who else would I mean? Coltrane? Uh, that would be fantastic if Coltrane <laughs> came and uh, basically... Woo! It's my kind of shit! And just, like, chainsaw through everyone. There we go. I think, I think we lost uh, Mike and Justin. You guys know what we're talking about? I, I know of what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there would also be Nariko, I guess. Uh, yes. Oh, that'd be awesome if had Nariko randomly come back for that. Solid yeah. Snake. Anyways, why why are we talking about this? I have no idea. Develop it, Namco or Camp, Capcom? <clears throat> what? Who would develop it, Namco or Capcom? Sony, Sony, Sony Santa Monica, I guess, or something, or Sony, Sony no. Liverpool. I don't know, someone weird. Sony, Sony, Sony Liverpool. Liverpool was too busy doing Wipeout. They would do Wipeout, and uh, now they merge with Sony Japan, finally they do something. The GT5 team. <laughs> oh, it takes like 10 years. No, 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 we, we want to see this game eventually. Five of the characters will be like super incredibly rendered. The other 10 will be like PS2 uh, text or something like that. And it will be on the PlayStation 5. Fantastic. So, uh, you guys looking forward, you guys looking forward to Skyrim? Uh, well, you could say that I am, yes. <laughs> yeah, I played the hell out of Oblivion when it came out five years ago. I lived on that game for like, I don't know, eight months, so I can't wait for that. Skyrim. Okay, cool. Well, uh, that's the my second most anticipated game of the year. Hmm, and second. what's first? What's first, Justin? Dark Souls. But I get that next next week, so. Hmm. Um, so Bethesda came out and said that they're basically... They're going a bit all out on the voice cast for Skyrim, um, confirming the likes of Christopher Plummer and Max von Sydow. <laughs> von Sydow. Uh, Max, yeah, von Sydow. So, um, do you know who these people are? Uh, I know, I, I've heard the name Max von Sydow, but the most important one is it has Linda Carter, who was Wonder Woman of the 70s TV show, and cool. she's playing some, like, super hot and powerful matriarch of the Norn or something like that so sounds great We've also it just doesn't have the same impact as Sean Bean though <laughs> no or Patrick Stewart as or Patrick the... Stewart yeah, yeah quite right and we've also got Michelle Hogan or Michael Hogan sorry <laughs> Vladimir Kulich Claudia Christian uh yeah Diane Vladimir Kulich yeah Ballinger. sorry sorry carry on Don uh Renee Victor and George Cole that's about it right, I'm just an all star cast Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vladimir Klu is just out of interest. This is the useless bit of trivia part. Um, he actually played the Beast in Angel, the TV series Angel. Just a bit of useless trivia there for you. Oh, uh, you're you're a fan of Angel, right? I see you're you're. you're and Buffy, yeah, man, totally. Yeah, <laughs> you are. Uh, so you'll be you'll be happy to know that I. Uh, Recently at the Montreal Comic Con, it happened about uh, two weeks ago, a week and a half. Um, James Marsters was there. Uh, oh, you didn't meet him. And I'm I totally sure. met him. And I totally oh, met him. I shook his hand. And I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big uh, Spike fan. I'm not a big uh, Buffy fan. Uh, if you guys don't know, he played Spike from uh, Buffy, and he's uh, he's a cool guy. He, I attended a panel of his. I didn't have to wait a line to meet him because uh, I got a press pass for for PSC, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna go and cry in the corner somewhere at <laughs> Jersey. Dude, that guy was my hero when I was in high school. Spike was my hero. I got the leather jacket, the boots, everything. What happened, I didn't go that far. What happened to Mike when he learned he was Brainiac in Smallville? Um, I kind of like lost track after a while. I didn't really follow his career. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you know what he told me at the Montreal Comic Con, Mike? He told me he likes me way better than you, even though I've never watched Angel. Oh, or, or Buffy, sorry. <laughs> he also said to stop stalking him and stay out of his windows. Yeah, he said stop bombarding his Twitter account. He's like, 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to stop making different accounts. I know it's all him. Uh, he's quite sensible, though. He's married to someone like, I don't know, 25 years younger than he is. Seeing the way that guy acts around women and the way women act around that guy, I'm sure he does have his hands full, trust me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, there's been a Dead Island movie that, that's been confirmed, you guys. Apparently, and uh, based on that trailer with the family, yeah. Uh, have you guys? Uh, yeah, based exactly based on that trailer with the family that had nothing to do with yeah. do with the game. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised at all. I could see that coming a mile off. I haven't played Dead Islands, but Mac he's telling me it's really good, so I should probably check it out. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm a fan of <laughs> you know, Aussie guy. Oh, that Australian oh, yeah, guy. Australian guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you tell me to get him on for a moment? Ah, fuck you. Oh, there we go. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> he's, the, he's the one that, uh, what was it? I think Adam was hooking up with his girlfriend, right? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, okay, he's the <laughs> <laughs> So, carry on, Mike. What were you saying about the yeah, I, was, I was just, yeah, about the um, movie. I mean, I'm a, I'm a zombie fanatic. I watch most zombie films. I mean, I'm obviously going to check this out, but I don't know. I'm just not really expecting it to be anything great. Are you, yeah. are you a zombie fanatic? Oh, Mike, the zombie fanatic. Oh, Mike knows everything about zombies. Oh, the survival horror guru. Oh, whatever, Mike. I'm all to be above. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. We, I've been playing Dead Island Cartwheels on my friends on PC, uh, and one of the funniest things about that game is the zombies don't really come in hordes, so like, you'll find like two or three zombies in the thing, or even just one zombie on their own, and... That's not threatening, is it? And, sorry? That's not threatening, is it? You need a good group of... Everyone Everyone knows you need at least ten exactly. zombies. <laughs> because what you end up doing, because when you use your weapon, it damages it. So what we do is, I, I play the very racist Asian lady who's good at martial arts, and so I, I run up to them, do a jump, jump kick, and when you jump kick, they instantly fall over. And so all four of us just gang around it and repeatedly press the kick button, and we're basically four of us just stamping this zombie to death, so we don't damage our weapons or something like that. It's the... It's the most fun you can have in a zombie game with four people, apart from like this, I guess. Um, right. You know what I wish they'd do? What I, wish they would make, I, would, I wish they would make zombies how they used to be in George Romero's films, when they actually could tear someone's limb off with very little effort or tear their stomach open. Not just let you beat the crap out of them like that. Like, yeah. It takes away all the fear, man. They're just not deadly anymore. They're just there to get beaten the shit out of them. Yeah, exactly. You gang <laughs> up on the zombies. That's not how it's supposed to be. It's fantastic. You know what I want? Other than Left for Dead on PS3, uh, yeah, without that would. Uh, you know what I want? I want a zombie game where every zombie is Nemesis from Resident Evil 3, and there's just <laughs> no getting more than 45 seconds into that game without getting a game over. Uh, that would be pretty fantastic. How uh, many life strikes did it, take, did it take to take out Nemesis in that game? How many, how many what? Well, I haven't actually tackled Nemesis with a knife, even me. And this is, this is me we're talking about. Yeah. 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 I just worked it out. It's like 238 knife hits or something. Oh, my <laughs> God. Speaking of I Resident can't... Evil and a knife hit, you guys, I actually have a really funny story we're going to get into after when we talk about Resident Evil. But uh, remind me, it has pretty much everything to do with what you just said. Um, so, uh, yeah, the Dead Island movie, it's happening. Uh, Rob, I wanted to ask, are you playing Dead Island on um, on PS3? Uh, no, I'm actually I'm playing on PS- PC. However, I am using a controller, so I have a similar kind of controls. Cool. Uh, That's probably the optimal way to play it, I guess. Because, yeah, because you've got to use the analog thingy to swing your weapon, which is really weird. But it works when you get used to And it. I heard it's actually pretty fun. Um, I, it's, I wouldn't play on my own, actually. Like, I'm having a lot more fun with friends, but then most games are better with friends anyway, so... Yeah, but then again, you don't have any friends. So, also... Um, <laughs> I'll be your friend, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play Dead Nation... Ah, uh, sorry, Dead Island. Uh, I do want to play Dead Island. Do you recommend I, I, go, I go in in a few weeks uh, alone, or you recommend playing four players? 
if you can get three friends, that'd be fantastic. But I mean, I know a lot of people find it uh, quite good. And one of my friends, he appreciates very janky Eastern European games. Uh, so if you've got that appreciation, then you'll find a lot better. Uh, I mean, it's definitely not a bad game, but I just have a, I, I don't. It's not the kind of game that I would have because I'm not a big survival horror fan. But whereas you are, you might like it a bit more because one person versus the zombies. Those zombies are quite deadly one on one. Right. Uh, and then you get these like thugs every now and then who are just like pretty much own you if you don't uh, take attack on them the correct way. But uh, yeah. Okay, cool. So it, so if I could get four friends to play with, well, I have one. Four friends or one, or, or just you? So, yeah, I uh, have I have already have one friend to play with, but I just have to wait till my mom gets off work when so uh, we can play. Fine, <laughs> uh, probably two more friends. So uh, yeah. Sony's also announced uh, that uh, PS3 is now uh, now has this new video unlimited service. Did you guys see this? I saw the story. Yes. Are you a PlayStation? I didn't care. Oh, you didn't care? God damn it, Justin. Are you a PlayStation Plus? Because it's for North America only. and uh, Right now, but it will come to Europe. It won't come to, to me because we never get, we don't even have a video store. No, it won't come to you specifically. It does come to Finland, but it won't come to you specifically. Sony's still pissed at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm pissed off at Sony. So. <laughs> so that's cool. I mean, it's cool that they just rolled that out. It's available for PS Plus members now. Um, no, not sure when it's going to be available for everybody. Uh, probably with usually a month at the most, really. Right. So, uh, right. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. What's not cool, though, uh, no, Sony announced that the reason this video was delayed in Japan, uh, it was so that they could better supply launch. Yeah, they only delayed it by two weeks, so it's not too big exactly. a gap. That's why. Two I, weeks. By the way, two, two weeks production wise, because I think they're still finalizing the product. I mean, they're going to roll out another. I don't know, 100k units in those two weeks, but uh, it's not a very long delay in general anyway, so it's not like you're going to miss out, I suppose. That it's not as if it was going to come out in Europe or the US this year, so I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I want my Vita this year, and I'm not getting my Vita this year, so wh- whatever. Hey, Mike, have you played a Vita? I haven't, unfortunately. Oh, I've played it twice. It's quite nice. God damn you, you Rob. God damn you. <laughs> I haven't had Wipeout 2048, and then some guy came up to me, and I was like, oh, do you want to play now? He goes, no, 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 I'm from Studio Liverpool. How do you like the game? I'm like, it's awesome. How do you make oh. games so good? He's oh. <laughs> just like, I'm from Liverpool. I'm Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> you don't recognize me. I'm fucking Paul McCartney. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Paul McCartney game design. That would be fantastic, yeah. Um, <laughs> what else we got, Tom? Anyways, I, I really want to see more Vita PS3 uh, connectivity uh, moving forward. It's weird that, like, Sony at the moment, I mean, my, my friend keeps warning me not to keep saying this when I do, but they seem to be schooling Nintendo on how to make a handheld right now. I mean, that's what it looks like right now. I mean, of course, we reserve judgment for when it comes out and somehow Sony fuck it up, which I'm, at the moment, they don't know what they're going to. But, I mean, they're, having the, they're doing the connectivity that, you know, Nintendo were trying to pedal back in the GameCube and Game Boy Advance days well. And, you know, at the moment, they go, oh, you know, we can, you can connect the 3DS to the Wii U, but you have to do it via Wi-Fi, so you can't go on the internet while you're doing it. And people are like, well, that makes no fucking sense then. Right, Why yeah. would you do that? Um, and the Vita and the PS3, and it's, I mean, even the PSP and the, the PS3 kind of work quite well together. And if you're increasing that to, like, proper usage, then it could be fantastic, especially with something like uh, Monster Hunter. Um, I think there's a, a, a port of Monster Hunter coming to the PS3 soon, and uh, you can play that on your Vita and all. Speaking of Monster Hunter, uh, at DGS, uh Capcom totally fucking announced Monster Hunter for uh, the 3DS and uh, Monster so, Hunter Four. Yeah. How did that make sense? Upset. 
how does that make it doesn't sense? make any sense you you build a fan base on one on one you know a rather fucking massive fan base we're talking about like yeah. the <laughs> island of japan is pretty much one-to-one monster hunter fans uh monster hunter is, is huge success in japan and it gets announced for the 3DS, which I don't understand, because the Vita has dual analog sticks, it has uh, online connectivity, I don't know, it just has so much... Think of it this way, remember the, the PSP in Japan, they, they, they generally uh, uh, reason that the reason the PSP was saved in Japan was because of Monster Hunter, so I guess Nintendo lines the pockets of Capcom, say, hey, uh, if you make us a, uh, a Monster Hunter 4, you know, we'll get some big money for you, and they make that stupid dual analog stick... Um, <laughs> with a slider attachment? Yeah, yeah. which requires two AAA batteries. I have a feeling they're get, they're get, they're going to try and sell that thing by packaging it with Monster Hunter. Oh, they are, and I mean, um, I, I, I think that that was the whole goal of that. Yeah. We got, we got to sell this thing somehow. Let's let's pay for Monster. And Hunter. hey, if Monster Hunter saves the PSP, it can save the 3DS. And uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. And, guys, and guys, if you remember, um, ten years ago as well, it was around the same time. Um, they. Uh, Capcom announced Resident Evil exclusively for the GameCube, oh. which of course was on PlayStation prior to that, so it's not surprising really. They've done it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so that slider thing is totally like a fucking fridge that you attach yeah. to the back of your DS. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it looks, so looks really it's gonna be awesome having people kind of walk around with that and, uh, how much of a fool they're gonna look. It's great. Speaking of huge things, uh, so we're Battlefield. We're not talking about Venus just yet, are we? Not? <laughs> no, not, not, not right <laughs> now. Battlefield first, not that big. Uh, so Battlefield's a pretty big game. You guys have heard of it before, right? Battlefield. Uh, it's the game with that, that shooter game, mate. Yeah, with isn't um, it? The, it's a downloadable expansion to Black Ops, right? Yeah, that's the one. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, Battlefield Three open beta just happened yesterday. Yeah. Oh, it went live yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It's when going on to the tenth of October, I believe. Hmm. And uh, so uh, we've 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 given Battlefield some. Uh, some time, we, we've sunk some time here at PSU into the Battlefield beta. We'll let you know what we think about that after in the what we've been playing segment. But, um, yeah, I mean, Battlefield's a good game. Uh, I don't know about the multiplayer so much yet, but we'll get into that. So, or you can read my preview on the website. Or you can read uh, read uh, Rob. Uh, no, it's no, not. No, no, no names. Rob, no names. Don't, or please stop, Rob, please stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rob, no, don't not that whole. Uh, Shank, <laughs> Shank Two has been announced. Uh, yeah, I'm a big Shank fan. I love the first one, um, and I think the second one looks awesome. Uh, it looks like more of the same with uh, a parry feature, a parry mechanic, and I think they're they're building co-op uh, from the ground up into the whole game, whole game, which looks pretty cool. Yeah, I think they're adding new characters to the co-op as well, rather than just being Shank and Shank Two. Yeah, uh, it looks great, Shank Two. Uh, it was actually in the first one. It was I don't remember who it was, but it was his buddy. Yeah, he looked exactly like him though. <laughs> yeah, totally. Blonde hair. Uh, like the the Bimmy and Jimmy of. Uh, <laughs> did you did you guys know what the Eurogamer Expo is? Did you yep. did you go there, uh, Rob? Do you know Do you know what Eurogamer is? Uh, Eurogamer is a website normally, uh, and they are um, <laughs> them trying to bring like a, a decent sized uh, kind of game convention to the UK. Uh, it was nearly drowned out by GameZone Expo this year. Game is like the game's top of the UK, hmm. uh, but they aren't as evil. Well, at this expo, we've, uh, we uh, we yeah. got a few leaks. One of them being this uh, this video of uh, Uncharted Three being played in the later uh, later half of the game, which is yes, uh, in the desert level. Uh, basically, Nolan North was doing a talk uh, on three of the days, like uh, right the last talk of the day, and saying, "Hey, I'm Nolan North. UK is awesome. I'm probably going to move here." <laughs> and then uh, showing us that uh, 
then they kind of showed off this uh, desert part, you know, I think it's after the plane crashed and, like, mm-hmm. uh, Nathan Drake is stumbling through the desert going, oh, mm-hmm. just over the next dune, like, you know, reference to Spaceballs or something like that. And, um, uh, yeah, there's a bit of a kerfuffle out there. People were like, oh, don't film this, but they were filming anyway, mm-hmm. so that's probably why it leaked. Uh, the game looks fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, um, was speaking to the PR guy at, uh, Gamescom, and, um, like, you guys know the film, uh, Living Daylights with, uh, you know, the James Bond film, Living Daylights, right? Yeah, James Bond. Just James Bond, okay, uh, well, yeah. Uh, basically, you know that they said, through that scene with the cargo plane in, um, Uncharted 3. Yeah, they totally ripped that, yeah. Yeah, totally. I, um, I literally said to the guy, um, Living Daylights, and uh, everyone's like laughing. Like, oh, yes, uh, that's a film with Timothy Dalton. I'm like, yeah, did you consider having him as a voice on because of your uh, inspired <laughs> level? And he was like, actually, it's the first time anyone's ever asked me that question. I'm like, well, did you guys okay. just say Uncharted ripped something off? I'll fucking end this podcast right now, I swear to God. No, no, Uncharted didn't rip anything off. They made some <laughs> pioneers of life. Uncharted wrote the Bible. Speaking of Uncharted, uh, <laughs> there was also another leak from uh, Eurogamer Expo. The full trophy list of Uncharted 3 was uh, revealed. This is, and if you want to know any, what any of the trophies of Uncharted 3 are like, uh, pop in Uncharted 2 or Uncharted 1 <laughs> and check the trophies. And, will uh, I get a trophy for killing 50 people with you will, uh, you will get a trophy for killing 30 or 50 people with pretty much every gun, just like uh, every Uncharted. You'll what get, if I'm hanging on a ledge and I throw 10 grenades and <laughs> those grenades kill people? Will I get a trophy for that? Uh, grenade hangman, yeah, you do, man. Uh, you know <laughs> you know your Uncharted trophy. So do I. I have right a, now. Sorry? Pre-ordering now. Right now, are you gonna get that collector's edition? I really want it. That's quite expensive, man. I, I really there's, there's a statue of Nathan Drake, and I can touch him, and I can do. <laughs> <laughs> I can do anything. When the hell are they gonna get that up for pre-order in the UK, Rob? I'm uh, still waiting. Never. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> They're not. I want that belt buckle, man. I want the belt buckle and the necklace. Instead of getting the belt buckle, yeah, you got your spy uniform. Yeah, it does actually. Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of getting the Uncharted Special Edition on the 1st of November, instead we're getting the Sonic Generations. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Pretty much um, balanced out, right? Yeah, it actually looks quite nice, but it's no Uncharted 3 Special Edition, so yeah, there we go. Um, Sonic, great. So Silicon Era reports some Dead Space 3 plot, plot details rumoured, and what oh. Dead Space 3 will be like. There was, there was a little bit, quite a few spoilers in the article about a potential plot uh, points, but the thing is, I only read uh, the first half of that. So what happens is Isaac crash lands uh, after Dead Space 2 onto a frozen, uh, like, a, a frozen planet with blizzards. And apparently they're trading in uh, dark corridors for, like, open environments and blinding light, which I think is pretty cool. So he crash lands onto this new planet. He finds some, some type of facility. I thought, right away, I thought uh, Aliens 3 yeah. mixed with, like, uh, The Thing or something. Um so, I mean, that sounds pretty cool, and I guess he's going to find some necromorphs. I am so down with Dead Space 3. I mean, it's not surprise <laughs> it was in development, but I'm so, so stoked. Oh, I cannot wait. I'm right there with you, mate, totally. Oh, my God. Uh, Those games are awesome. I'm not a huge... I mean, as uh, I recently said earlier, that I'm not a huge fan of that genre, but Dead Space is generally something I really love. It's a great series. So, so you do like survival horror, then? I, I like certain survival horror. Well, when, when you don't have tank controls, it's a lot better, yeah. Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, we're going to take a short break, guys. I'm going to play you guys a song, again, from The Illness. This one's called Downside Outright.
band that was Downside Outright from The Illness. Again, if you want a really good song. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, so if you want to check them out again, go to uh, myspace.com slash The Illness. Uh, pretty cool band out of San Francisco. Um, so on to what we've been playing, guys. Um, we need like some sort of jingle. We need some sort of a better title, I think, for this segment. You guys what we've have been to- playing. <laughs> You're, you're clearly fired. Hell no. <laughs> right after this podcast, you're clearly fired. Um, Justin. He's fired right now. <laughs> Justin, can you give us a jingle for uh, for what we've been playing? Not right this second. <laughs> There's no fucking chance. All right, Mike, it nope. falls on your shoulders, man. You're, you're ripped ass. Fucking. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're just, filled just trapped. Pops and Pop some roids and go with it. Uh, I, what the fuck am I supposed to say? I don't know. Just, I don't know. Welcome, stranger. Isolation of good things on sale. Oh, what you, what you buying? Uh, what are you, you buying? For that. <laughs> so, can, can you do some, maybe some British hardcore gangster rap for us? Uh, introducing our, uh, what we've been playing. Is there a such thing? Oh, oh, I can't. Can't. <laughs> I'm not the type. Castle Crushers. Castle Crushers? <laughs> well, I play Castle Crushers with a nice cup of tea. And uh, some scones, yes. Did you actually play it? Uh, I played Castle Crushers, yeah. Which okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, one, one, one thing I, I said Mike reminds me of is, uh, you know when you get a slice of bread in that game, do you remember what happens? I don't actually. <laughs> you remember your character basically, like, transforms into a huge hulking version of himself and he just goes, roar, and he gets bigger and bigger. You don't remember that? <laughs> Anyways, I, I, told, I told Mike that uh, I'm going to think about him whenever I think of that. And I think about Mike very often, like, pretty much every time I shower. So that's like, <laughs> that's like, that's like derailed. Um, let's start with, uh, Justin. Justin's been a little bit quiet. Justin, what have you been playing, dude? Actually, I've been playing that Code Veronica, Resident Evil Code Veronica. Hmm. Other than Code Veronica, which I'm sure we're about to dedicate the better half of this podcast to, um, anything else, Justin? Uh, at work I've been playing on my PSP, so I've been playing, uh, Persona 3 Portable. Okay. Yeah, it's just... It's just plays. It's basically. I think it. I I didn't play play uh, Persona Three, so this is my first time playing. Uh, Persona Three Portable is uh, Persona Three, but on the Persona Four style battle system. Mm, and what yeah, do you think of it, Justin? I like it so far. It's pretty interesting. Uh, I played Persona One or uh, Persona Two when when it was out on uh, PlayStation One. So it, it, I like it. I'm enjoying it. Did you just say this is your first Persona? No, it was the first time I played Persona Three. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I thought you were lying to our uh, loyal listeners. I was getting very upset. Well, that that also. I always lie. <laughs> you do. Uh, okay, cool, man. So, uh, Persona 3, yeah, I've been, uh, I've always wanted to check out the Persona series, but I feel like I'd have to play Persona 1, then Persona 2, then Persona 3. I don't, I don't think so, because Persona 2 doesn't, isn't at all similar to Persona 3, to be honest. So, I think you could jump right into Persona 3, and it pretty much explains what's going on. You know what doesn't interest me is that uh, Persona 4 fighting game that's coming out. Persona 4 Arena, I think it's called. Persona 4 Ultimate. Yeah. Um, what a mind fuck. <laughs> I mean, that's made by the, uh, the the Guilty Gear guys, so it's like yeah, I'm sure uh, it's going to be games, I believe. Right. I'm sure it's going to be a very competent fighting game, but uh, I've also heard it's going to continue the story of Persona 4, which is <laughs> mind blowing that. Uh, Persona 4 story will be continued with a fighting game, <laughs> but uh, whatever. Um, so other than Code Veronica, let's get into that soon. Uh, Mike, what have you been playing? And don't say Code Veronica, goddammit. Uh, Resident Evil 4. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> let's get into the Resident Evil soon. Anything other than Resident Evil, dude? Uh, 
Um, I haven't actually. No, it's just been all Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, every Resident but, Evil marathon. Yeah, plus uh, basically Resident Evil came out of nowhere and it's back, and everybody's talking about four and Code Veronica, and uh, we have we have we have stuff to say about that. Uh, Rob, have you been playing anything other than <laughs> Resident Evil games? Goddammit! Uh, I've played a lot of games. I was a Eurogamer this weekend, so I played about I got my notepad to sixteen games, I think, and uh, uh, I played something similar to Resident Evil, Silent Hill, Hill Downpour. Uh, mm-hmm. That game looks pretty oh, shit right. at the moment. So, oh, um, no. What? Yeah. Don't say that. But uh, then again, you can't believe him because he doesn't like survival. Exactly, yeah, so don't believe yeah, me. True. But I, I did play, Maya. it was only a very short 15 minute demo, but it was yeah, pretty yeah. boring. So, the readers are going to rip you apart. Only 15 minutes and you're calling it shit. I didn't like what I played. But it could get better. I mean, you were. You were under some waterfalls in uh, some historic part of Silent Hill. And I thought, okay, right, Devil's cool. Fall or something. But I've been playing um, so listen, uh, wait, wait, Death, wait. Revolution. Wait, Rob, what don't you like about Silent Hill? Uh, just Downpour. But the other Silent Hill games are great. Two's great. What, what's wrong with Downpour? Uh, Downpour, uh, it, it was boring and stilted. Uh, it, like you, you had played it for 15 minutes. Yeah, and that, uh, that's what I got away from 15 minutes of it. Admittedly, yeah, I think he's right. Because think about it, if you spend 15 million, uh, sorry, 15 minutes, <laughs> 15 million hours... If you spend 15 minutes with the Silent Hill game, you don't have enough time to really get pulled into that universe and get scared, especially if you had a press event, you know, where everybody, there's a lot of noise going on. Silent Hill is very much the you're alone, uh, you're naked. Atmosphere. You need to immerse yourself. Yeah. If, if that was, I mean, they should be showing off what a, a good part of the game, and there was a little story in it. I mean, it was kind of cool to see they had, because you were walking around this uh, kind of old tourist uh, uh, path in Devil's Falls and Silent Hill, and it's like interesting to kind of see the history of what went on there. But otherwise, um, like you had a lighter that came out, and when you did it, it went to first-person mode, and suddenly it was prey, and uh, you couldn't run. And you could, the, what, what was awesome, though, was you could pick up random things in the environment, use them as weapons, mm-hmm. um, and some like random zombies would come up, and you had to kill them. And then um, uh, there was this kind of one beastie that kept uh, kind of like hiding in the environment, and then jumping out when you were least expecting it. Uh, and that wasn't super scary. Well, like, when he finally came to attack, he was like, oh, hey, here he is, and like, I killed him in a few strikes with my axe. Now, um, I yeah. was wondering, do you, do you guys you guys feel the same way? I've always found that the Silent Hill games have always been way more scary to play when you're naked. <laughs> do you guys get that? Everything's, everything's more scary when you're naked, man. <laughs> I thought you were going to say everything's scarier to play naked. Like Uncharted, you just uh, pass flower. Ah, you're freaking out playing flower. <laughs> um... <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it was a very short bit. Maybe it wasn't very good. I'm, I'm sure the story in Silent Hill can usually be really great and really uh, drag you in, especially when uh, at the end you find out the dog was doing it all along. Um, that, that's always great. But, uh, <laughs> spoilers! Like the, yeah, well, spoilers for what? A 10 year old game now? I don't know. Spoilers! Uh, yeah, Tom has played it, he's a little bit behind you. Yeah, uh, I'm about to throw a rock at you and I can throw rocks. You can do that in Resident Evil Downpour. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, don't yeah. spoil any more Silent Hill. I don't know. I don't want to know which Silent Hill that's um, from. I think that's Silent Hill. You can't leave Silent Hill. Spoilers. Um. Uh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I played Silent Hill one on PS one. This is like within the last year, by the way. And uh, yeah. I'm pleasantly, I'm pleasantly uh, surprised to say that that game scared the shit out of me on PS one. It was good, man. The graphics were so. Thank you. That was freaky. Freaky, freaky game. Yeah, it, it's a scary game. It is. It still scares me to this day. I've played it quite Yeah, totally. The, the myth yeah. in that game is so pixelated that it scares me. I don't know what. I think what creeps me out the most was, was when you go into the school and there's those little children ghosts everywhere. Pyramid Head didn't make an appearance in uh, Silent Hill One, but I've heard a lot about him, and I'm very stoked. He's in Silent Hill Two, right? 
Yeah, yeah. he's um, it kind of exclusive to Silent Hill 2, unless you count the Silent Hill Arcade or Homecoming, but it's not really proper. It's not really the same kind of guy. They just decided, oh, Pyramid Head's awesome, we'll just put him in this because he was in the film. He's also in a movie, yeah. That, that, which, by the way, I think, I'm, I would say, as not the biggest Silent Hill fan, I've only played the first one, I would say that Silent Hill, the movie, is probably one of the best video game movies I've ever seen. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's true in for being a great film, then. It stays... Yeah. It's not It's not that great of a movie, but it stays true to the video game um, a lot more than other video game movies do. For example... Uh, <coughs> Yeah, Resident Evil. What the fuck is going on in Resident Evil? But I've also watched, uh, recently I watched Max Payne. Have you guys seen that? <laughs> no, I haven't. Everybody's doped up and <laughs> seeing shit. And it's like, what the fuck? Uh, so, uh, what else did you play at, uh, Eurogamer? Don't, please don't name all 16 games. No, 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 no. I'll, one of the highlights of what I played. Uh, I played a little game called Sound Shapes on the PS Vita. Ooh, that game looks awesome. Which, uh, yeah, I've done a preview of it. And actually, um, I spoke to the developers of it, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, and I've got an audio interview of that, which I might post on the what are, what are their names? What are they called? Uh, Guy is, uh, in fact, he's on, actually on Skype right now. Jonathan Mack, who is, uh, he's part of Queasy Games, and they made Everyday Shooter. I actually didn't, I forgot that. Oh, no uh, way! Yeah, and the oh. other guy is a guy called Shawhan something. Uh, he's better known by his alias as I Am Robot and Proud. He's an indie electronica uh, kind of uh, music guy out of Toronto. So, um, yeah, they were really cool guys to talk to. Well, he's um, not a robot. He's not a robot. So... Oh. What the fuck's his problem? <laughs> He's proud of being a robot. Uh, anyways, so... So, yeah, the, the game is pretty awesome. Uh, it's I have a like question. A, Can you import your own audio tracks into that game? Uh, no, because it's it's all created by the uh, kind of sound effects in the game. Okay, so, so kind of like everyday shooter. Something, yeah, basically. And part of the game is that um, as each, each item kind of creates, like, their own sound or their own beat, and the... Uh, kind of going through the level where you kind of the music changes depending on what's on the screen uh, and um, they, they said it uh, really well in the podcast or, well, sorry the interview I did with them that you have to move between the beats to kind of get between uh, hazards like there were these lasers that were firing as like the, the snare drum of the beat of the level I was playing and uh, I actually I, I was actually kind of humming along to the snare beat just so I would move between uh, when I wasn't actually singing anything mm. or humming anything it's a really kind of cool game um, it's not getting enough press I think every now and then people say something about it. It's like, oh, hey, Sound Shapes, but it's, you know, it really should be out there. It's a proper PSP. I think it's the name. I yeah. Know, like, the name, it kind of throws me out. I don't know. Sound Shape. Okay. Okay. And then uh, I, th- and I forgot about it. Yeah. You can yeah, also create a beat with all the items in the game and stuff, and that's pretty cool as well. So uh, um, I guess I'll talk about one more game I've played. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I played Final Fantasy thirteen too. At, uh, hmm. Game. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Uh, well... So first off, wait, wait. Did you like Final Fantasy Thirteen? Uh, it was alright. You know, it wasn't the best game ever made, but it was. It looked very pretty, and the music was fantastic. Mm. Um, and the story was very generic. But hey, apologies to anyone who really liked the story. Um, I found it generic. But I was, I was not a Final Fantasy Thirteen fan. I would switch out the word generic for terrible. And uh, <laughs> and all terrible then. Um, I I'm a big uh, old school Final Fantasy fan, but they lost me uh, with the second half of the PS2. Uh, life cycle with Final Fantasy twelve. They really lost me with that one. Um, I actually, I'm actually playing Final Fantasy three, as in like the uh, uh, NES three at the moment, um, because I actually, I'm, I, uh, no, 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 no. Six is um, SNES three. Right, that's what you yeah. said. I said NES three. NES NES. Sorry, yeah. So I'm I'm playing the DS remake of three because that's the only way you can get in the West. 
and that's one of those job system ones like Final Fantasy V. Yeah, that was the first job system when Final yeah. Fantasy it's, it's difficult, it's grindy, but I mean, uh, well, back to Final Fantasy thirteen too, actually, though, because that's a bit more relevant and important. Um, the changes that they've made to that game are actually quite cool. It's a lot more open, uh, and the battle system is kind of really, uh, well, I'd say it's unique. I thought it was pretty unique. Uh, Did you ever use any of the experience system to see how that works, the leveling system or anything like that? Uh, no, I, I didn't get to see any of the leveling system, but... Uh, I noticed in the in the screenshot they didn't show any any experience when you when you completed a battle. That might just be because of the demo, um, but uh, I I, don't, I can't remember seeing any experience when I played it. But either way, I mean, the battle system's a bit different because I mean of course it's the same way of you know paradigm shifts and you know uh, choosing your uh, attacks or doing auto attack. But when you actually come across the random encounter, basically you get what comes up. It's called the Mog Clock, um, and Lightning Sister has this pet Mog who transforms into her bow and arrow. But before he does that, like, he kind of has a clock on a staff, and it kind of comes up on your screen. And if you can slash the bad guy in a quick enough time, you can have, like, a, an attack of opportunity or a uh, preemptive attack, I believe it's called, in um, Final Fantasy, and uh, kind of adds an extra little bit to the combat. Uh, you can also have, you have pets now, basically, which are the monsters in the game. Uh, I had a chocobo fighting on my team, which was fantastic, because you then get a... They fill up a meter, so you can use, like, a gigantic QC attack, and uh, talk about fucking goes to town on whatever enemy you're fighting or fucking <laughs> taking it to death. It's fantastic. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty fun for when I played it. Looks about the same, you know, nice and pretty. That's uh, probably one of the reasons they've been able to pump it out so quickly is because they're reusing a lot of the assets from the last game. But it's just fine, I guess. I mean, otherwise we're waiting for, you know, five years for less 13 or 15 or something like that. So, um, uh, yeah. Um, so we have cool. been waiting five years for Versus 13. Yeah, we, we mentioned that last <laughs> podcast, uh, Versus 13. It's, it's still somewhere. I mean, they released uh, that trailer uh, that is another CG trailer of him riding around in the car. And I'm like, I have seen this car for <laughs> years. Yeah. And I'm Why like, the fuck do you keep showing me, you know, trailers of him in a car? I don't give a fuck about a car. <laughs> Show me some action. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so uh, anything else uh, that stood out to you at the Eurogamer Expo? Uh, I was trying to think. Um, Anarchy Reigns, which was the new um, Platinum Games one, which is the beat em up I played oh, briefly. Right, right, right. That was really cool. Um uh, I played uh, Modern Warfare 3 Spec Ops mode, which I believe you guys did at the uh, Cod Expo. I, pl- I played that, yeah, I played that at Cod Expo. What do you think, man? Uh, it's awesome. I'm, yeah, yeah, really I'm good. Like, I'm not, I'm not like. Spec Ops seems to be like the winning thing of the Modern Warfare series right now. Like Modern Warfare 2, like that Spec Ops stuff was fantastic. I totally and, agree with you, dude. Uh, Spec Ops from Modern Warfare 3 is going to be big. I think it's going to be really fun. If I, if I, if I see myself, uh, I see myself playing Spec Ops. Like as soon as uh, Modern Warfare comes out, sure, I'll, I'll give the story, uh, I'll give the story a, a, a run through before I hit multiplayer. But Spec Ops, I know exactly what to expect, and I really want to play that with somebody. Yeah, great. Uh, what else? Ace, Ace Combat was pretty cool. I think the demo is already out on the PS3 for that. Um, a new Ace Combat game? Ace Combat Assault Horizon. Yeah, I played. Uh, I played. Uh, oh yeah, my. <laughs> oh my bad, I'm thinking of the wrong game. I'm oh, thinking right. of Afterburner Climax. Oh, dude, that game is fucking fantastic. <laughs> that game is I love fantastic. it. I love it when you can unlock well, unlock it so you can just play itself. What else? Um, I, I, I walked past the Dark Souls booth because I was like, yeah, I don't want to die. Um, I think we've already got a preview up on that site anyway. So, um, Mass Effect 3 I played briefly, and that was, of course, awesome. Um, I'm just trying to quick run. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Call for one. That game that's is all, really That's cool. all you're going to say about Mass Effect? Well, it's Mass Effect 3. You, you expect it to be good. It is fantastic. I mean, um, uh, yeah. Is it, I don't know. Is Mass Effect fantastic? Mass Effect is uh, quite a good video game series. I've heard about it. What yeah. 
you know, it, it, I don't know. It doesn't sell very well, I don't think. And, uh, you know, it's quite underrated by the press, but I think it's a pretty good game. <laughs> underrated by the press. Does it compare to uh, Resident Evil called Veronica? Uh, not in any way, shape, or form. But I would love to hear about Resident Evil Code Veronica, though. Would you? Yes. Well, uh, you're in luck, because uh, we've all played it, and not only right now since it came out this week, but we also played it about to 10 years ago, when it was way, way, way more relevant to the video game industry. But um, we're going to get into Resident Evil Code Veronica right after. Uh, is that all you played, uh, Rob? Sorry, not to finish. Uh, I played Death, Sex, Human Revolution a bit. Uh, I got an on-live console for free at the Eurogame. I was playing it on there. Uh, that game is... I never asked for it. Let's just say that word. Um, what else? I just got my, uh, if you saw that email thread I, I sent out, Mike, I just got my uh, Deus Ex Collective yeah, Edition. Uh, limited, super limited edition that was only released in a few countries in Europe. Um, my, my buddy of mine works at Idols Montreal. He's a level designer, and he totally hooked me up with one of these. Uh, there's only 20,000 of them out there. and I hope it's called the I Never Asked for This Edition. <laughs> no, uh, it's, mine is the 15,978th, uh, and it comes with... Lucky number. Yeah, it's actually a pretty big, uh, it's actually a pretty big, uh, collector's edition. It comes with a, a rather large, like, I think it's like a nine inch figure of Adam Jensen, and it's like super posable. It's made by, uh, Play Arts Kai, which is Square Enix's, uh, action figure division. division. Alright. Uh, yeah, so it's really highly detailed, and he has, you can switch out his arms, he has an assault rifle. It looks at 10,000 in-game credits, bonus DVD, and you've got a bunch of in-game content, like a new shotgun, an automatic unlocking device, uh, I don't know, some crazy shit. But, uh, yeah, I can't those wait. Were in the, those were in the limited edition, though. Oh, like the augmented edition? Uh, I don't know. I had the limited edition. It came out in Europe, and it had the unlocking device and... Oh, did, you, did, you get a, did you get an action figure with it? No. That's, that's, Fuck you! That is worthless. That is worthless. I can honestly say that I don't really care about action figures, so... God damn it, Justin! <laughs> <laughs> but what I stopped playing make- with toys a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit below the belt, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I can't, I can't wait to play Deus Ex. Uh, <laughs> so you've been I'm sure you're going to have fun removing his arms and stuff like that. <laughs> um, it's pretty awesome. Uh, I remember three years ago when the creative director said something like, oh, you know, we're not making Deus Ex 3, well, that's what it was at the time, like Deus Ex, because Deus Ex was boring, and uh, the whole internet kind of imploded on itself after that statement. But it does feel very <laughs> Deus Ex-y. Um, still, they're sexy, whoa! Oh, do sex. This yeah. is pretty great. Of an uh, oh, they're sexy. They're sexy. Oh, those gods are so sexy, man. Uh, they're sexy. But no, it, um, it, it, it's got like a lot of really kind of old, older computer game charm, which is uh, kind of interesting. And did it in the right way that uh, Duty from Forever didn't. Um, and uh, you know, graphic. Oh, it looks kind of better on the online console than it would on PS3 because it's 1080p. But oh, Duty from Forever. You mean uh, PSU's Game of the Year 2011? Oh, yes, PSU's going to be a tournament. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> so, um, all right, man, you've been playing a shitload of video games, Rob, so let's move on. We've all been playing uh, too much Resident Evil. Um, Mike, why don't you why don't you hit us up with what you thought of Resident Evil 4, which admittedly we've said this in the past. Uh, Mike and I are more fans of the traditional Resident Evil feeling. Is this right, Mike? Like the... The old school Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, Code Veronica, Resident Evil 0, Resident Evil 1 remake on GameCube, you know, tank controls. <laughs> tank controls, like, fixed camera angles and, you know, running around pre-rendered environments. This is what we like, right, Mike? Yes, that's the type of Resident Evil like. That's right, stranger. <laughs> <laughs> now, Resident Evil 4 broke free from this mold, didn't it? 
Yes, it did. It completely turned everything on its head. Back in 2004? Was it? 2005. 2005. 2005, yeah. Okay, so they, they introduced this new over-the-shoulder type camera, which actually influenced video games in the industry quite a bit. Uh, you saw mm-hmm. games like Gears of War take from this... Uh, Dead Space. Dead Space, and, and you know, it really influenced third-person camera, and then, and then they really evolved uh, pretty much third-person shooters on console, and then Resident Evil 5 came out where they said, you know, like, oh, fuck all that all other awesome shit that came out. We're still sticking to these broke-ass controls from last gen. Um, yeah. so and we're giving you a no-good partner with a stupid AI. <laughs> Racism! This is for our fallen brothers. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, Chris! <laughs> Chris! <laughs> oh man, so, uh, Wesker's so awesome. Wesker adds two points to any Resident Evil game review. <laughs> he, he yeah, really, he does. For me, he, he subtracts about eight. Um, <laughs> so, tell me what you thought about uh, Resident Evil 4, Mike. Uh, well, it's, it's an awesome game, you know. Reviewing it, just, you know, objectively and everything, think, not thinking about all the other Resident Evil games, it is a great game. I mean, the, the action is relentless. You're just literally going through area after area, just blasting the crap out of enemies and stuff. Which, uh, what the hell? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, think <Ashley laughs> I think Ashley yeah. broke into our podcast or something. Leon! Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, uh, yeah, you have to, uh, yeah, basically, uh, for those who haven't played Resident Evil 4, um, or two of you, um, you basically, you're Leon Kennedy, you have to rescue the president's daughter, uh, from some <laughs> godforsaken town in, in the middle of fucking nowhere, and from all these Spanish farmers, yeah, or in Spain, yeah, there we go, sorry. Racist. <laughs> super racist, super, and this guy's European, Jesus Christ. Hey, we're not that close to it together, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you got you got to remember though that the the British can be racist because they're on an island. Anyway, yes, Resident Evil. Let's move on. Yeah, um, yeah. So the action is relentless. You know, it's all you're fighting against these infected villages. I'm not going to go into details on that. Save that for you. Yeah, last Plagas. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. But basically, um. Yeah, I mean it's, it's 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 a great game. I mean I can't fault it in terms of what it is. It's you know you've got you've got loads of weapons. You can upgrade them and everything. Oh, sorry, I just have to say this. Welcome, stranger. <laughs> yeah, totally. There's uh, everybody yeah, knows got, that that the merchant yeah, that you got, buy stuff from in Earth and yeah, you What are you buying? What are you buying? Yeah, you um you can upgrade stuff. <laughs> game of the year. <laughs> sorry, I thought I got cut off there for a minute. Uh, yeah, you can upgrade your weapons and stuff. You can collect treasures and everything. You can combine them to make them um make the value increase and everything. There's, the bosses are a highlight. You've got, like, the um, El Gigante, which is like a troll out of Lord of the Rings. You've Can got you the... be any more English? It's El Gigante. Oh, whatever. <laughs> okay, you've got, you got the Lago, which is the um, giant salamander in the lake. You know, that's just awesome. You know, fighting on the back of a boat. That is a really, really fucking good boss battle. Oh, yeah. yeah that, the that, actually, that actually was. That was really good. Yeah, that's really, yeah. You've also got Ouroboros, a giant black slime that you fight with a satellite on a boat. Oh, no, sorry, that's Resident Evil 5. Sorry, that terrible-ass <laughs> boss fight on a, on a boat that you fight with lasers from a satellite. God, God that, that game sucks. I hate that game so much. Yeah. I was so happy when I when I completed it because I was I, I left it for like oh probably a year before I completed it. I was on that ship fighting that stupid thing, and I came back and finally beat it. I was so happy. Funny story about Resident Evil Five. Uh, I uh, convinced one of my buddies who isn't so much of a survival horror fan to buy that with me on launch because I was stoked that it was a co-op Resident Evil game. Uh, and I made him buy it with me on launch, play it online. <laughs> I, about halfway through, we were both 
so we had no more faith in the game, and I was the one that was pushing on, saying, "Come on, we can do this, we can do this." And I thought I hated that game. Jesus, that guy hates that game. He literally he told me when he finished, uh, I was <laughs> when he finished playing. When we finished the game, he ejected the disc from his PS3, put it in the case, and tossed it across the room. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's a lot of hate for Resident Evil Five. Yeah, but um. We're talking about Resident Evil 4, not no, 5. Yeah, speaking of 4, Mike was... Um, yeah. Cut off, Mike. Go ahead, man. Derailed. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but it's, it's, it's a fantastic game. What the, um, the problem that I have with it, and this is just, you know, my personal opinion, is the fact that it's not really... It's not classic Resident Evil at all, which is what I personally prefer from a Resident Evil game. You know, the old-school survival horror conventions and everything. And uh, the interesting thing about Resident Evil 4 is that I noticed people saying about the how the... Uh, controls have been improved and actually they're exactly the same as the old games the difference is the camera is changed but the tank controls are actually there you still have to move Leon in the direction you want and then press forward you still have to hold down the button to run so those haven't actually changed it's just a perspective but um yeah it, it makes it does make it easier to play and of course the you know you've got the whole limb aiming system which is just well you know it's just awesome yeah. you can shoot shoot their legs they go down on one knee you can perform a kick and you can suplex them suplexing monks never gets old <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> yeah and you know you know some of the weapons are awesome i mean you could like i said you can upgrade them you've got like your pistol your shotgun your rocket launcher your tommy gun you know it's it, it, you know, the arsenal is great and it's um but yeah but you know man Back in 2005 when it did come out, I mean, as a Resident Evil fan, you know, it did piss me off because, you know, they had built, I'm not trying to spoil things too much because I know Justin hasn't played all the Code Veronica yet, but, you know, they built up the whole story about, you know, yeah, we're going to take down Umbrella, you know, and all this kind of crap, and then it's like, oh, six years later, Umbrella's not there anymore, you're Leon. He's a, he's a government agent. There we go. You know, it's just they, they threw all yeah. that narrative away. Which you is know, a good thing. Like, look where they went with Code Veronica. Jesus Christ. Code Veronica yes. went into, like, you get into some really dirty, greasy shit talking about, like, some of the founders of Umbrella being, like, retarded sociopaths that dress like women. Oh, whatever. I won't, I won't get into it, but... Yeah. Uh, I see what you're saying about... Um, we'll get on to Code Veronica in a sec. I see what you're saying about that. that story, but it man. They had to just <laughs> stop it. They had to stop and, and do something new. It was... Yeah, but what I, wanted to see, what I wanted to see, though, is... I, I see what you're saying, but what I wanted to see is them to wrap it up. You know, have, and not to forget about the crazy guys in Code Veronica. Just have, you know, Chris and Jill and Barry and everyone and Rebecca just, you know, take down Umbrella, do one last great big game, you know, where you, like, play as all four of them or something. You know, I still remember talking to my mates back in, like, friggin' 1999 when I should have been working in class and I was just <laughs> talking about Resident Evil, as you do. Okay. You know, you'd be, like, saying, oh, how about how we have, like, you know, a disc for Barry, a disc for Chris, a disc for, I don't know, Rebecca or whatever. You know, all of every, all, all the fans around that time really saw I talked to, they were gearing up with this massive conclusion, and it just got chucked away, and it's just... Oh man, I mean, I, I know it sounds kind of sad, you know. I just can't let go, man. I want to know what happened to Barry. I want to know where Rebecca is. Man. I love you so much, man. I'm so on board with you. Now, look, let me make this clear. I totally <laughs> agree with everything you said. Like, seriously, Justin and Rob, if you guys want to fight about Resident Evil, I am on Mike's team about this. Like everything. Hey, no, I, I want to see if Barry ever got his jaw sandwich. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, man, exactly. You know, did Rebecca even survive from City? You know, I mean, jaw sandwich. Um, yeah. But yeah, over, yeah, in conclusion, Resident Evil 4, guys, if you haven't played it, go and get it. If you're not a Resident Evil fan, go and get it, play it, because there's nothing like the old ones. If you're a Resident Evil fan, go and get it and play it. You know, it's an all, it is a great game. It's, and uh, I just want to add one thing as well, sorry about the, uh, the visuals there. Um, they're, everything's smoother, but it could have been better. At the end of the day, it's just an upscale GameCube port, which is not supposed to be viewed any higher than, oh, I'm not a technical wizard. 480p. 480p, yeah, 480p. Oh, so, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. PS2 port. 
Yeah, it's um, it, okay. it's based on the PlayStation 2 version. Yeah, yeah. It's got the extra content. And by the way, that's a massive bonus. This game is the ultimate version. You get you not only get assignment um, assignment Ada, which is like a mini thing, but you get separate ways, which is like a whole mini campaign. You yeah, get yeah. costumes, you know, you get all the weapons. It's, this is the complete package, and I totally recommend it. Seriously. Now I am it has on mercenary mode too, doesn't it? And mercenary, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mercenary mode, it, it's good. It's it's probably I think it's the best mercenaries mode there there's ever been in a Resident Evil. Yeah, I, I played the shit out of that when, yeah. when I. Uh, my oh. favorite is still Operation Mad Jackal from Resident Evil 3, but because I'm a boring old fart. <laughs> I really, li- I really liked, I really, really, really liked that. Uh, 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 Nikolai Macro- Nikolai Malikov and Carlos. Mikhail, yeah, Nikolai Mikhail. Yeah. Who, who else? Carlos, Carlos. Car- oh yeah, Carlos, right, Carlos Oliveira. Yeah, he kind of. I'm the same surname. <laughs> yeah. Um. So just to reverberate, I, I. I agree with Mike on everything he said about Resident Evil. I'm a big fan of those more traditional types of Resident Evil, but don't get me wrong. When Resident Evil 4 came out, I was in love with that game in 2004. I, I really was. I played it over and over again. Uh, I was really in love. So we gave it a 9.0. If you've never played a Resident Evil, it's great to go back to Resident Evil 4 and play it. Like Mike said, this is the best version of it, although it doesn't have move support. There was a Wii version that had, uh, had motion. Yeah, well, it doesn't. It'd be pretty cool. Admit it'd be pretty cool if it had. If it the had Wii been. version was actually really good. That's the the version I've played. Yeah, most, actually. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've got every single version ever released. That was <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly that was that was a good version. I, I'm kind of surprised at that, but yeah. Apart from the move support, um, yeah, yeah, it is pretty much the best version. And oh, the only the only bad thing about it is the sound effects are kind of muffled. Like the in-game sound effects, they're they're not particularly high quality. Which yeah, is a shame, I read that in yeah, you will only. I think I only noticed that if you played the other versions, to be honest. Okay, so um, moving on to Code Veronica, the more traditional. Uh, deep breath, deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> this this came out in what two thousand one, two thousand two. It came out on two thousand on the Dreamcast, and it was ported to PlayStation Two the following year. Yeah. Okay, exactly. So this is a Dreamcast game ported to PlayStation, and now ported to PSN in HD. Um, so I'm gonna get this out of, right out of the gate. Uh, this is this is more the traditional Resident Evil, like we were talking about. It's more like it plays more like Resident Evil Three. Um, yeah. The same as all the others mechanically, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, like one, two, and three, and all of that. So this is what Mike and I pref- generally prefer more. But if you check out PSU and you look at our reviews, <laughs> Resident Evil Four got a 9.0, while Code Veronica got a 7.5. Um, and I agree with Mike giving that game uh, a, a score in the range of sevens because, holy shit, we th- we 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 thought Resident Evil Four didn't age well. Cold Veronica doesn't age well at all. <laughs> it's as bad as Sonic Adventure One aging. Whether it's the graphics, whether it's the voice acting, which by the fuck, oh Resident Evil yeah, worst voice acting. Oh. Cold Veronica, yeah. some of the worst voice acting I've heard in a long time. Uh, down to uh, Wesker's evil laugh. <laughs> 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 it's literally a guy that he tries to sound really oh, calm on everything he says. He's like, Chris, uh, you followed me here. He, he talks like that, so when he laughs, he tries to sound really calm and cool and collective, but he's trying to do an evil laugh at the same time. So it just turns into like a, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> he's like, Yeah, he's like Dr. Evil. Yeah, I swear he's been taking evil lessons from Dr. Evil. I swear whenever he laughs, you can see Dr. Evil in the corner there. That's my boy. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. And then you've got uh, Claire Redfield, and you've got uh, Steve, the worst the most- character. <laughs> <laughs> 
Some fucking annoying character. Yeah, he's Steve, like uh, Steve Burnside. Yeah, he's. Oh, everyone hates. I think everyone hates Steve. He's probably one of the most hated characters in the entire series. Hey, next to Ashley. I know <laughs> that I hate him most in all the Resident Evils. Steve's the worst. <laughs> Hey, you're not a zombie. Yeah. Hey, you're not a zombie. Oh, God. Oh, what, about his what about his attempts at being cool? Uh, oh. When you're following me, you're always slowing me down. <laughs> <laughs> I, hate, uh, I hate that guy so much. Uh, so, yeah, yeah but um, if you rely on anybody, you're just going to get hurt. So, yeah. uh, my, Mike, yeah. Mike and I are the only ones that have finished it again uh, recently, right? Uh, Justin, you still didn't get uh, past I'm still, I'm still in the middle. Okay. At the beginning. Well, the middle. I mean, did you switch characters or? I haven't switched characters. I'm still with Claire. Okay. We won't spoil, we won't spoil it for you. What I'm about to say, Justin. Um, it's yeah. Um, as Don was saying, it, it is it's quintessentially classic Resident Evil, but that's not always that's not necessarily a good thing. In this, I mean, it's the kind of like the bread and butter components of you know mixing um combat with puzzles and everything. It still works and it's satisfying. And one of the, one of the things I can say about Code Veronica is it's very much the um, thinking man's Resident Evil. Yeah, it's you more said cerebral. that. Yeah, 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 it's more cerebral. You've got uh, the puzzles are probably they're probably some of the best in the series. You've got unlike um. Uh, Resident Evil 4, I should have mentioned this earlier. With Resident Evil 4, the puzzles were it almost like you were like on a ghost train ride, killing the shit out of everything. Yeah. The puzzle was just like this quick, quick stop gap, you know, put a key in the lock. But yeah. with Code Veronica, you've got the old school sense that you're exploring more, you have to backtrack a lot more. I mean, you go to a one lot. Interview. Yeah, you go from I one like that. Island. I do like that. I mean, yeah, it, it does. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, you get the sense of, I mean, it's a linear game, but because you do that, you get more of a sense of exploration. You, like, yeah. You have to go from one, one end of the island. Well, we meet, like, the Resident yeah. Evil 3 type backtracking, like, going all the way back to, like, the start for some shit. Like, I mean, yeah. it's, it's pretty much, you, you hear the environments, you pretty much have, like, a mansion type deal, like, as Resident the Evil. Prison. Yeah, uh, prison, you got a military base, and you've got, like, uh, there are, yeah, I don't want to spoil this, but there's other areas apart from um, the Rockville Island, but yeah. I'm, obviously Justin hasn't played it, so I've uh, got there yet, so I'm not going to spoil it, but there are other yeah, areas, let's not, yeah. Let's not spoil that you go to the Antarctic, and then, like, uh, you've got, like, uh, <laughs> you've got a, a good a good range of, uh, of, um, of environments, but, like, mm. um, you, you do end up going back and forth between uh, a lot of them, and, and while well, that's good and everything, that's, you know, that's classic Resident Evil, that, uh, I don't know, man, like, it's just, if this is your first Resident if you've never played a Resident Evil and you're coming into this game, first of all, yeah, my, my exactly. biggest gripe with Code Veronica is that it has a $20 price point. That is too expensive. You're asking too much. This should have been like a, a $10 game or something with a $7. It was for PlayStation, PlayStation Plus. Plus yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I know. But like, if this is yeah. your first Resident Evil, you're coming into this and you're, you're coming straight into those, first of all, the controls and you're getting the voice acting, oh, that God. story, and you're also walking into... Um, the that that whole mechanic where when you open a door the loading screen is like a, a five second long animation yeah of that. They, they shouldn't be in they shouldn't be in a game oh, on, on PlayStation Three you should be able to skip those oh, I mean you could God, yeah, yeah you can skip them on the um I can't remember you can bloody well skip them on the port of Resident Evil One on the PC you should be able to skip them on the um, PlayStation Three yeah and they're so horrible they're horrible the 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 graphics, graphics the, the, yeah, the textures yeah. and the resolution that they use for those, you would think that they would be a little bit better. Um, actually, um, oh, I just want to I want to touch on the graphics actually because I know because it's you know HD and all people want to know. The uh, oh, yeah, the, it's it's an old game. It's showing plenty of wrinkles. But there's one thing I can say about Capcom is they've done they have done a lot more. They put real time shadows in now. I know that's bread yeah. and butter these days. And you back in the old, 
Yeah, new water effects. And to be fair, they do look good. But water effects, I'm pretty sure, are pre-rendered because when you walk in them, there's like no interaction. <laughs> cool. there's no, you know, but they, they do look nice. And I'll tell you one thing, as I touched on in my review, the uh, real-time shadows do look great. They make the environments come more alive and more, more dynamic. Because at the end of the day, I'm sure you remember, Don, the old um, Resident Evil Code Veronica just had like that old circular... Yeah. Uh, shadow yeah. at the bottom of your character, yeah, yeah. and that was it. Um, yeah, but they, I mean, the, you know, the, like the um, the area in the prison when you're by the uh, guillotine area, there's that cage there. Yeah. It's got the lighting effects all over the zombie, like the cage, like the holes in the cage. They do look really good. But, yeah, they do. Yeah, but it, you know, when you compare it to like the the character models and stuff, I mean, back then they were just learned, they were just getting um, like facial expressions, and it's like really, really primitive compared totally. to today. So it does look quite, it does look quite dodgy. But yeah. Um, yeah, but as you said, Don, I mean, it's not if you if you are coming into the classic Resident Evil games, it's not the best one. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, we're saying stuff like, oh yeah, it's classic Resident Evil, and we're saying we like the old ones. But there's something about Code Veronica that the way I can say it is, it's it's the worst of the classic Resident Evil games in my opinion. There's just something about it, 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 the mechanics are the same, but. The, um, I mean, the thing is, they took a step backwards from Resident Evil 3. There's no dodge move. You can't mix ammo anymore. There's, um, it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it plays like a PlayStation 1 game. I mean, exactly. that's fine for the PlayStation 1 games, but they took a step backwards. They took a step back from the PlayStation 1 version uh, games, like Resident Evil 3, and it's just, oh, I just don't understand it. It's, you know, the voice acting as well. I mean, the, vo- the voice <laughs> oh, acting in the scripts, they are, I mean, seriously, it is really bad. It's embarrassing. The thing is, I know that a lot of fans are probably going to crucify me because they like, you know, Richard, I think his name is Richard War, who voices Wesker. You know, he was good in or in the Wesker's report, but he has been given some horrendous lines in this one. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Long time ago. Secret. Wesker. It's like, what are you doing here? I came for Alexia. Like, organization hired me to capture her. <laughs> you know, he's doing <laughs> so well, Mike. Holy shit! I know. So thank well. you, man. Thank you, man. Um, yeah, I'm free until Tuesday. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it's. Um, I mean, I like Wesker, apart from when they ruined him in Resident Evil Five. But it, it, it's really bad. I mean, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> every time we say every time we say his name, we've got to say Chris. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know. I've got a lot. I've always had a love-hate relationship with Code Veronica. Bottom line is, if you like classic Resident Evil and you haven't played Code Veronica, then you should probably get it. But it's only it's if flawed. It is flawed, man. Missed it. it. Only if you look. Only if you are like Mike and I, and you really like those old school Resident Evils, and you missed yeah. Code Veronica, then go yeah. check it out. If you haven't played a Resident Evil, you're way safer in getting four. Sure, it'll yeah, seem a bit, the gameplay will seem a little bit dated, but you have no idea how much more dated it can feel. Resident Evil yeah, Code Veronica has just, aged man. terribly, and let, let me full disclosure here. Let me be honest. I used to love Code Veronica when it came out on the PS2. I loved that game. That game was a technical showpiece for cinematics and graphics at the time. I'm a Dreamcast man. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Exactly, but then the thing is, uh, even even when you see how it, how it was redone in HD, so those those CG cutscenes really really aged poorly. Now, admittedly, oh man, I forgot to mention those are really bad. Yeah, they, they, those were rendered they're fuzzy, man. They're fuzzy. Yeah, they're yeah, 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 yeah. Really, they were really poor. Upscaled, yeah. upscaled really terribly. Obviously, Capcom didn't go back and redo those. They were rendered for a very shitty resolution, and that really shines through. Especially when you know, like we're used to. Uh, a certain level of standards in video games, but like it just goes to show that in 2001, shit just didn't matter anymore because you see Claire in those cutscenes, and she looks totally different than she does in gameplay. She looks like two different w- people. I don't know. Like I find Claire looks yeah. totally different. She has like the same colored eyes and everything. But that's about it. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the uh, the um, differences between the um, 
cutscenes and the cutscene model in the game model, yeah, is very conspicuous. Oh god, I hate Steve. And also, if, if, if you've ever played, if you've ever played Code Veronica, get ready to be introduced to the. You think Sheva was bad? Oh my god. Steve Burnside, ladies and gentlemen, the whiny voice punk seventy-year-old kid who's got a crush on Claire that you can see coming up fucking miles. Totally. See, so Capcom yeah. kind of repeated history in the same way that they released Code Veronica. Now, while Code Veronica was. Uh, critically acclaimed at the time and you know by the way so was Resident Evil 5 if you notice Resident Evil 5 has a lot of generally high reviews even though a lot of people uh, game of the year man 2005 a lot of people really 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 don't like uh, Resident Evil 5 so the same thing Capcom did the same thing this time around or that time around rather where uh they pretty much took the exact same things that they had from the platform prior, so the previous generation. So in Resident Evil 3, they pretty much took what they had in Resident Evil 3 and didn't change up the formula too much, just made it prettier and put it on another console. That's exactly what they did with Resident Evil 5, which is why we hate Resident Evil 5 so much, because it, it chose not to evolve with other games. But admittedly at the time, uh, I don't think there was a better way to do survival horror than, than Code Veronica. But the thing is, um, the, those old-school Resident Evils on PS1... Uh, are almost better games when you take into they account. Are. They hold yeah. up well. Yeah, exactly. The, and oh god, it's the same controls. It's the same type of uh, mechanics you've got in the game. And Code Veronica does nothing to to advance. I mean, well, well, you can aim us. You can aim two weapons in two different directions. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Like I said, it took a step backwards from Resident Evil Three. You couldn't, you know, Jill had the dodge mechanic in Resident Evil Three. She'd be, you could mix ammo. There was, oh crap, there was the um the whole branching part, the multiple dialogue things. Oh like yeah, you could totally. jump, out, jump out the window or fight nemesis. You know, oh, all yeah, these that was awesome. You know, they were, they were small. They were incremental upgrades, but they still they really really helped evolve the series slowly over the over the series over the last few games and stuff, and they completely slipped back with that with Code Veronica. But yeah. I think that's the thing. It's just, it's it's still classic Resident Evil, but it, like like you said, Don, it doesn't evolve it. It takes a step back, and that's the problem. And combined with the poor the poor dialogue and the script and everything, it, 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 I don't know, it really isn't, it's not as good as the other games. The other, 1, 2, and 3, that I consider that the Holy Trilogy. Those games are awesome. Even today, they are awesome to play. They really are. Uh, well, so, actually, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far to say as Resident Evil One is awesome to play. And I think Resident Evil One still feels crazy dated, like especially with uh, zombies. Do, 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 do. I can't take any more of that. I, Resident Evil One. Okay, I'm probably going to sound like a hundred year old guy. Resident <laughs> Evil One is actually my favorite Resident Evil game. I'm can, talking about yeah. the original game, not the remake, the original. Yeah, well, it, game, man. <laughs> Master of Lock Picking. It's got a lot of, it's got a lot of crazy nuances. Resident Evil One has a lot of. Crazy shit in it, but uh, me personally, I think Resident Evil Three. Resident Evil Three was the high point for me. In the, in the yeah, that, that was cool. That was uh, awesome. Just in terms of horror, I, I like Resident Evil One was scary, but no, nothing scared me like Nemesis. That that fucker. Uh, Nemesis, yeah, Nemesis is just the best, the ultimate Resident Evil bioweapon. Just, man. He just, just oh. dropping from buildings and it's like nothing. <laughs> this, guy. <laughs> like, this guy sprints faster than a cheetah, and I'm like Jill. I'm very hot, but I'm a woman, a very small woman, and he punches me with like the force of like two thousand pounds, and I feel like shoots a rocket in you. Oh, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, over. The beginning of the game. Oh, that's my buddy. Oh, what did he just do? Yeah, he just slammed a tentacle through the guy's face with his hand. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, Nemesis is hard fucking core. The guy doesn't have lips, one eye, whatever. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Nemesis is great. And uh, two, I mean, we have to mention two. Two, I think, is, the thing is, okay. if you ask most people, two will be their favorite. And yeah, totally. Obviously, that's an awesome game. But, yeah, for me, I do prefer, I think three does... Three is scarier. Two was not scary for me at all. I'm sorry, but it, well, apart from... Uh, Mr. X jumping through the wall. Oh, yeah, totally. Scared. That's Nothing the exact same part yeah. I have in my head that totally yeah. scared me. No. 
Exactly, but um, you know, once you've seen that, it doesn't work again. And the thing about Nemesis is he's just even when you're fighting him, and you know he's there. He can still be scary. You don't know what he's going to do next. He can walk up to you slowly. He can sprint all of a sudden, punch you around the face, pick yeah. you up. You know, it's just, then, he, he totally has you on edge all the time. And then halfway through the game, yeah, he gets blown up in a train, and then he loses his top half of his trench coat. Yeah, so he doesn't have any more. Keeps on coming, man. And he just <laughs> he has tentacles coming out of everywhere, and it turns into a Japanese boy's like fruit. Yeah, tentacle tentacle rape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he just turns even more vicious uh, the more you try to kill him throughout the game. And then, without getting into too many uh, spoilers, he eventually turns into something else at the end. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's really not as scary as, uh, as his previous one. Um, so, Resident Evil, I mean, it's it's back. Capcom just pretty much doubled it. They said, hey, here are the 3D Resident Evil games we have. Let's remake these because Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 will be impossible um, to, uh, yeah. to bring over. So, I just... Uh, Sorry, carry on, but no, that, that's it, man. They, they, that's Capcom's share of re-releasing the old school Resident Evil. Hopefully, we won't get another version of these games, uh, and hopefully, Capcom just learns from everything over the years. I, I, I just wish that Resident Evil Six was just some godsend game. I really wish, but I can't help but be extremely skeptical. Yeah, well, that, actually, that's something to quickly touch up on. Sorry, <laughs> everyone else has been quiet, of course, because we've just been running. Um, you guys are live there, all right, yeah? <laughs> it's, about, it's the year 3000 yeah. now. Right? Oh, okay, well, I'll just wrap up. Um, yeah, um, Welcome to PSU's uh, Resident Evil. Oh, yes. yeah, I'm sorry. Come um, on, you guys knew this was gonna happen when me and Mike, Don and Mike. When we when were gearing up to record the podcast, I was I'm so stoked. Just I was looking at screenshots of Resident Evil Code Veronica. I'm like, let's do this. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, about Resident Evil Six, I just want to touch on that. I was so disappointed that didn't show up at the Tokyo Game Show like it was supposed to do. Apparently, everything pertaining to that. Uh, leaked logo and everything was all fake. Not just the trailer that came up, but the logo at Comic Con, uh, the San Diego Comic Con. But apparently that was fake as well. And or was it? Not yeah. I mean, it is. Oh, come on, Capcom said this is fake. But revela- revelations and everything. And they're not. They're not going to announce six. It's just like, oh man. Uh yeah. So um, uh, did you guys? Disappointing. Do you guys also? Yeah, totally. Do you guys also watch uh, the uh, that that CG trailer for? Uh, Resident Evil Revelations, I believe, where it had that, oh, just, it pisses me off Capcom character design sometimes of that girl that was in the Resident Evil universe that had the hair covering her eyes and just a super exposed oh, yeah. chest. Did you guys see this? Uh, I haven't actually seen that. Of it and I'm like, I haven't. What the hell was that, Rob? Apparently they removed her from the game. Yeah, they showed a trailer the week after that of her getting killed. But like, oh man, Capcom's marketing, I do not understand it at all right now. Revelation, that's one of the 3DS, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I've actually played that. I was like, hey, this is like an old Resident Evil game. Yeah, so Capcom has been churning out Resident Evil. They've been pumping it out. So there's uh, Revelations in uh, being made. There's Operation Raccoon City. There's Resident Evil 6. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, 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 exactly, Justin. Yeah, they're doing Resident Evil uh, Retribution. They just announced... um, some dude who I've never heard of is playing Leon Kennedy. Oh, right. And they've got Barry and Rebecca, and not Barry, not Rebecca, yeah, Barry. Barry and Ada in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Barry, oh, I, would sorry, Barry. I would guess they're going to do another animated one, too, because didn't they do they a are, yeah. anime? 
Yeah, yeah they're doing. They did. Um, Res- oh, was it Generation? Yeah, yeah. They, they are doing a follow-up, but they haven't actually said much. The about anime it. wasn't actually all that bad. I watched that. I really I liked that. it. To be totally honest, yeah, I really did. But yeah, I mean, it's it's the 15th anniversary. You know, as Don said, they're bound to be pumping out, and that's why I thought they would have been. I mean, perfect time to announce Resident Evil Six. But you know, whatever. At the end of the day, they are. They're definitely developing it. I mean, that's pretty obvious. But if it means that we're going to get something more along the line, it'll be on the 3DS. It'll be on the 3DS. <laughs> yeah, 3DS. I, I will. It'll be 3DS. Hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm with Don on this. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna get my hopes up too much, right, man? Yeah, totally. Uh, Resident Evil Six. Why I would love like a. Uh, 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 like a, a return to grace for that series. Like I would love for that series to just come back out. Uh, I can't help but admit that my heart's with Dead Space now. Isaac Clarke is my Chris Redfield right now. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I totally man. They, 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 um, Dead Space has owned the um, survival horror crown now for the last couple of years. I mean, <laughs> so uh, fucking scary. I, I think I think Capcom should just try. You know, if nothing else, they should try and take. You know, they should feel motivated to try and take back that crown. We're totally. Six, you know, I, mean, I just started playing the Dead Space and. Dead Space 1 and I have never played a game where I've kept my back to the wall more than any other game there you go oh, man oh, totally bad yeah oh, because he, I, I can't count how many times I've been oh I've got this guy covered and I'm shooting him and next thing I know I'm getting grabbed in the face by something from behind yeah I, so. I, told, I had the amazing opportunity to speak to Glenn Schofield uh co-founder of Sledgehammer Games at Call of Duty XP since he's working on Modern Warfare 3. But before uh, before uh, founding uh, Sledgehammer Games, he was at uh, Visceral. He he pretty much was the head of, uh, a lead designer of the um, of Dead Space 1. And um, I spoke to him a lot about Dead Space 1. Dead Space 1, admittedly, he will say this no matter what. He will If you ask him, he will just outright say yes. Dead Space 1 was extremely... Ba- uh, uh, basically inspired by Resident Evil, uh, the franchise. Of course it was. I mean, you could see a lot of the survival horror roots. In it's the what Resident Evil 5 should have been. Totally. Yeah. Uh, now, what I would love is, is if Capcom can just do the same thing, just fully admit that, yes, we are looking at Dead Space for Resident Evil 6. You know, it did bring the survival horror. It is the only, I think it's the only game keeping the survival horror genre afloat right now. I don't think there's any other game that that is, at all contributing to survival horror. I mean, what, what else? Silent Hill's fallen from grace, to be yeah, honest. That's totally. Quite, yeah. Um, oh, crap, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry, <laughs> take over. Just like, there's Siren. What other games are there? There's, yeah, uh, Siren. Siren. Okay. Yeah, like, Amnesia, the Doctor Sent. Yeah, PS3 games. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Siren Blood to be fair, was very good. I did enjoy that game. That was very, very... That was not an action game by any stretch of the imagination. That was quite, it was quite spooky as well. I actually quite like that. Hmm. I have to admit. I bought um, it off of uh, PSN when it first came out, the PlayStation Store. Yeah. And it, it, the only thing I didn't like about it is the episode, you know, type type situation. Yeah, that, that really I, broke things up for me, that did, yeah. And, you, and the download was just incredibly large. Like, hmm. I think it was like, there's like 10 episodes, and each one is around five to nine gigabytes or something like that. Yeah, it was pretty, um, and it I was had a pretty a 60-gigabyte machine, so... Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, actually, to touch on what you were saying, man, about what Capcom needs to look at, if you ask me, oh, this was probably inspired by Dead Space, but they just need to look at what they did with um, Resident Evil 5's Lost in Nightmares chapters. I don't know if any of you guys have played it, but that was totally old-school Resident Evil. It, it was in a, a replica of a Spencer Mansion, um, you know, you, there was hardly it was there was limited ammo. You know, most of the the first half of the entire downloadable content um, was just literally you and um, whoever you you know your partner Crystal Jill, depending on your player. You just search the mansion, 
uh, reading files and solving puzzles and collecting stuff. You know, it totally felt like Resident, um, old school Resident Evil. And then at the end, you started fighting enemies. It was the same type of enemy. It was kind of like based on the Axeman, but it was... Oh, you know, it was still good. You know, you have a whole claustrophobic environment. You know, it, re- it wasn't bad. You're right, right. This has been podcast derailed Resident Evil. <laughs> Spencer Mansion, that was from one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Spencer Mansion was like the high, was like the center of all the um, experiments and stuff, man. You know, the yeah, that probably, was just the entrance or some shit like that. Right. Yeah, right. It, they probably just disguised it as that too. I mean, like the um, what I was just mentioning, the uh, Resident Evil Five down- downloadable concept. That's and that's again is an exact almost room for room replica of the Spencer Mansion. It's just like you know the Umbrella guys, man. They just love the Spencer Mansion. You know? So to wrap up. To wrap up uh, Code Veronica and to wrap up our Resident Evil talk, uh, I'm uh, I'm just going to reference, I I had this really funny, but uh, pretty frustrating moment with Resident Evil, so I'm going to tell you guys what happened, this is very late game, I'm going to tell you guys what happened, but without spoiling anything, Um, Mike, Mike, yes, this is Code Veronica, so Mike, there's a point in Code Veronica where you switch characters, right? Yeah. And then there's a point uh, after that where you switch characters again, right? Correct. Back to the original character. So I was, I foresaw this. I knew when it was going to happen. I knew where I had to go to, to where this was going to happen. But the thing is, this is from my uh, my knowledge of Code Veronica from 10 years ago, and all the details were kind of fuzzy in my head on my first playthrough. So uh, to prepare for this, this is one thing that Code Veronica does, which I really don't like, is when you switch characters, everything that your other character had on them doesn't switch over, but everything in the item box switches over, which is, like, it's so stupid, sorry. I mean, like, you can have, you can pretty much screw yourself over if one of the character has all, one of the characters has, has all the guns. So, um... Yeah, there are game-breaking yeah. um, things in that. Yeah, totally. That's actually good to know. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, you want to know about that, actually. You do want to know about that, Justin. It's a good thing I told you about that, trust me, because I was anticipating one of the, the switches, and, um... But deposited pretty much everything I had in the item box, except for a blue herb. I don't ask why. I just I just left that character with a blue herb. Uh, and all that character had was a uh, combat knife on him because of a, a, pri- a pr- previous cutscene, a cutscene prior to, uh, <laughs> to when I switched back. And then I switched back to that character, not thinking, completely forgetting that I would play as that person again. And I was at a boss fight. Mike, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I do, I do. It's ba- and I, dude, check this out. For that boss fight, I had a knife and a blue herb. <laughs> a blue herb. <laughs> How retarded. How insane. Oh. Dude, and I, of course I died, but I tried over and over and over again. Uh, see, the thing is, knife uh, combat in Resident Evil, not not a selling point. Not not a selling point. And, uh, oh, that's horribly <laughs> broken, that, isn't it? It's always has been. My knife combat in Resident Evil is probably the worst. It's so unfun to play with. It's just, there's, yeah. there's no point to it. Uh, it's now, a but that's about it. <laughs> I, I was against the boss, who, uh, by the way, when uh, gets close range to you, lifts you up by your face and just incinerates your whole body. Uh, so you die <laughs> automatically. So I yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about now. Just <laughs> to double check. So that was a nightmare, and uh, that's the type of game breaking stuff that I, I really don't like. I mean, they don't even warn you that you're going to switch characters, and when you do, uh, yeah. you just like, for example, there are things there. There are uh, you you switch characters, and you continuously find ammo and supplies for stuff that that other character might have. You know, and that's so frustrating because you you could be pretty effed with that second character not having much if your first yeah. character has everything in their inventory. It cannot be used with your submachine gun. Yeah, totally. It's so annoying because you're trying to pick them up and you can't do anything with them. Yeah. Please, there's another all metallic <laughs> items in the security box. <laughs> oh god, that's 
<laughs> that's just like the worst part of that game. Oh, oh God. So uh, that's been Resident Evil, but uh, not to finish off with the zombies this week. I know that Rob is probably dead. Uh, he had nothing to say. Brains. Um, one more zombie game that we played. Like I said, I, I played Dead Nation. Um, this week, if you guys noticed, on Tuesday, uh, Dead Nation got a, uh, a downloadable add-on. Um, Love Dead Nation. Yeah, Dead Nation is a very good game made by Housemark, like I said before. Um, they also made Super Stardust HD. Now, Dead Nation is a top-down, twin-stick, <laughs> isometric, zombie survival shooter. Kind of an arcade. Yeah, they, that can be played in co-op, uh, couch co-op, or online co-op. And you could uh, Actually, seriously, one of the best parts about the game is it has very high production values, as Steve Williamson pointed out in his review. Um, really great graphics, really great lighting effects, great sound. And it all from like variety of zombies. Yeah, a, a big, large variety of enemy types, uh, weapons, upgradable weapons, upgradable armor, uh, hidden collectibles. Really fun game, and uh, they tie it into this uh, leaderboard-driven score attack thing, just like Super Stardust. Um, so that's cool. They have this since it's called Dead Nation. They have this whole mechanic uh, where it tallies basically every country's zombie kills and advances virus cycles. It's a very it's a very cool game. Now the add-on came out. This is almost a year after uh, the game has been released. So it's cool to see them still supporting it. But I think that they did this because a bunch of people probably downloaded it from uh, the Welcome Back program, and you know they they probably have millions of people out there with. Dead Nation, and they're like, hey, we could probably get some a few bucks off these guys, which is probably the best thing about the new uh, DLCs. Uh, my review went up uh, pretty much. By the time this podcast goes up, my review is already going to be up, so it's no no uh, no spoiler in me saying I gave the game 8.5. I think for $3.99, you have basically, you, you spawn, you start off at the laboratory, um, you have a weapons upgrade station right beside you where you can upgrade your weapons every round. Uh, you can also purchase more supplies, stuff like that. And you, you progress. You're brought to a branching path. So the reason why the game's called, or the DLC is called uh, Road of Devastation, is because you choose every round to go about one path, whether it's guns and, and grenades or score and health or armor and uh, money and health, armor and score. You choose one path to take every round, and these paths are totally different. You fight unique enemies. You fight the different types of uh, different waves. Um... So you got to pretty much strategize, like, what do you want to upgrade? If you go down the gun path, you're going to be able to unlock a gun that round. If you go down the armor path, you can uh, customize your armor. If you do the armor path again, you can further customize your armor. If you do the gun path again, you can uh, get unlock another weapon. Go down the money path to get money to upgrade your weapons. So every round, zombies are getting faster, stronger, uh, more health, and stuff like that. So it gets pretty much harder every round. Uh, there's way more zombies every round. And uh, you really got to strategize. Like, I've only made it to round 10. I, I got a trophy for reaching round 10, uh, a gold <laughs> trophy. Um, I think they don't really want you to survive much after round 10 because after round 10, it turns into a fucking nightmare. Um, a million zombies, and they're all really strong. And it, it just turns really fun. My only gripe with the uh, DLC is there's no way to save. Um you die and you're just booted back to the title screen, which which sucks, but they really want you to retry, you know, try a new strategy. Maybe in round one, go for armor, then round two, go for money, and in round three, go for guns, uh, something like that. Or you could go for, like, money for three rounds straight and then go, there's a health route that is pretty much, uh, you get a health pack, you, that, that route drops a lot of health, so you can easily survive that round, as long as you survive this massive onslaught of enemies at the end of that round. So there's a lot of strategy that goes into it. Uh, it turns addictive, especially if you're playing co-op. It's just a really great add-on, and 
it has its problems, but I can't. They also added like some new items. I can't not recommend it to Dead Nation fans only because it has such a low asking price. It's three ninety nine, which they they could have charged five bucks or whatever. They could have charged a little bit more than that. Justin, you said you like uh, Dead Nation. If you like Dead Nation, you should seriously check it out. Yeah, I think I made my already. I already made up my mind. Yeah, it's really fun. Do, do, do they have a new uh, leaderboard for that? Uh, they do, yeah. They have a new leaderboard. They added a new support item. It's an automated turret, which is uh, you drop it and it has this big radius. You can upgrade the amount of ammo the turret has. You can upgrade how many turrets you can carry. The turret obviously helps you. They have uh, new environmental kills like uh, electrical fences that when zombies swarm around, you can shoot a generator and uh, it's just going to fry every zombie near a fence, which is pretty pretty cool. They have also uh, new mechanics where if you electrify a zombie while he's in water, he'll shock everybody else. Um, they have like health packs that you can pick up now, which you can drop and refills your health to the max, which you can only carry one. So that turns crazy useful when shit gets nuts. And I mean, shit gets nuts. If, if that could be my summary of the review, I, I, I'd love that to be the summary. Shit gets nuts because, uh, you encounter a few boss type enemies in Dead Nation the first time through. Uh, in Road of Devastation, that's what this add-on is called. In Road of Devastation, they throw that shit at you like crazy. You know those, uh, those giant, like, um, uh, bio weapons with with the slicing arms, Justin. From the one that one hit kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll, yeah. they'll throw about four of them at a time. Like round ten, they'll throw about four of them with hundreds of times around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns it turns insane. Um, but it's very fun, very difficult build. So if you, if you haven't played Dead Nation, uh, or if you haven't you know even beat it yet, I'd say spend some time with Dead Nation. It, it uh, just yeah, get get used to the, the, the high standard of difficulty in Dead Nation, I'd say, before trying out this new uh, DLC. But for three ninety nine, it's hard not to recommend. Okay. I haven't actually played Dead Nation. Is it a standalone? Is that, is that DLC a standalone, or is it actual DLC? It's actual DLC. You have to own the game. It's an add-on. Okay. Mm. Uh, it, it's got its own set of hidden items, but that's not, you know, too too important. You don't really get much from that. But yeah, Mike, if, if you like zombies, I know you do. It's the nation oh, yeah. can be pretty pretty creepy, more tense than creepy though, because like I said, the difficulty is always at a high standard, and you're always very tense and. Dead Nation's a great game. If you, we've, we've talked about zombies a lot on this podcast. <laughs> um, but that, it's that's better than Zombie Apocalypse, and that's all right, because that's the only other zombie game I've played, and that wasn't that great. But I, I played the hell out of that game, too, and I agree with you. It was not that great. Um, but that pretty this much is better, though, isn't it? Way better. Way, way, way better. Yeah. Cool. I'll check it out, man. Definitely. Yeah, man. Steven gave it a 9. Uh, it's, it's really good, and I think the DLC deserves an 8.5. Simply, It does have problems, but simply because it's... It's so cheap, but I don't know. It's just it's hard not to recommend. I mean, a lot of people yeah. got Dead Nation for free, and now uh, DLC comes out for four dollars, and they hours you can spend hours with this thing, just retrying and okay, I want to try this strategy now, and uh, I think it's pretty great. Sweet okay. man. So that wraps up. Join us next week for Vampire Week. On the yeah, Vampire Week. <laughs> <laughs> Infamous Festival of Blood comes out. Um, yep. Oh yeah. And Mike will come to Spike. Yeah. With the leather jacket and the boots. Hey, I actually know everything about Twilight as well, so we can diss Twilight with actual knowledge about it. Oh, God, don't scare me. As long as like vampires do not glow. Sorry, vampires <laughs> do not glow, they burn up in the sun. Yeah. Get it right. <laughs> and they shouldn't cry all the time. God, it's such a pretty movie. I remember back in my day when vampires sucked blood, not cock. Anyway, oh. that's been Podcast Derail Episode 6. I mean, we're wrapping up our zombie talk. That's pretty much wrapping, uh, wrapping up the podcast. Unless you guys have anything you want to add? 
Oh, well, I'd like to plug my podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I didn't, I didn't let you in the beginning. I wanted you to uh, mention in your introduction. Uh, you, you're actually on another podcast, right, Rob? Yeah, my, my own podcast, currentgen.com. Uh, it's uh, about all gaming, so not just PlayStation 3, which is, of course, a period console anyway, as I'm on a PlayStation podcast. But uh, uh, <laughs> we do it daily. Uh, news rounds up, previews, reviews, and such. Uh, yeah, over at currentgen.com. We have an American as well, so it's not just British people. And, uh, yeah, so there we go. It's pretty cool, if I say so myself. Check it out. I've listened to an episode. It is a very cool, uh, very cool podcast. You said you do that daily? Daily, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I've got my life. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that's cool, guys. Check out that podcast. This has been episode six of Podcast Derailed. I hope you guys liked it. I thought this was a great episode, you guys. Yeah, I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed that, mate. Honestly, I did. That was fantastic. I, I, I really look forward to Mike's rant on Resident Evil. So have I. I've been <laughs> it for like are, a are, we, are we done now? you'll have to wait uh, until next week for more uh, Resident Evil talk but uh, or sorry next episode I think the podcast right now is on a bi-weekly schedule um, yeah, I have to I have to apologize to fans of Derailed as you've noticed uh, there hasn't been really a set schedule on when Derailed comes out but uh, we got that shit down now I mean uh, we've got our stuff together we're crazy busy on the site the site has been doing really well I'd, I'd also like to plug a site uh, it's called psu.com PlayStation Universe. It's uh, pretty much your number one source for all PlayStation news. I mean, sure, we only cover PlayStation, but we cover everything you need to know about PlayStation. And uh, check out our forums if you want to get uh, shark bitten in the ass. (laughs) I met one of the forum guys actually at Eurogamer. I can't remember his name, but hey, to that guy who met me at Eurogamer Expo. So hey, guy, you you are in our forums. Uh, Our forums are a dangerous place. Uh, very, very welcoming too. Tread carefully. Yeah, no, they're not welcoming. Oh <laughs> <Yeah>. my god. <laughs> so that's been episode six, guys. I'm gonna leave you guys with Languid de la Muerte from The Illness. Um, like I said, you can check them out at myspace.com/slash The Illness. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Rob. You're very welcome, sir. And thank you, Justin. Yes, sir. And, and thank you, Don. Oh, thank you very much, guys. I couldn't have co-hosted without you. And that's been episode six, guys. Bye bye. Hey, guys.